I want to thank you for making my pillow 2.0 a huge success. Now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. Get a queen size for only $39.98 with your promo code. My pillow 2.0 is made with my patented adjustable fill. Plus, we've infused the fabric with our temperature regulating technology. You combine that with our brand new Mattress Topper 2.0, and I guarantee you, you get the best sleep of your life. It's the perfect time to get the MyPillow 2.0s for your friends, family, and everyone you know. They truly make the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save 50%. Get your queen size MyPillow 2.0, Regularly $79.96, now only $39.98, and king size just $5 more. From all of us at MyPillow, Merry Christmas and God bless. MyPillow.com Previously on The Pete Santilli Show. Ron DeSantis was talking about doing missile strikes in Mexico and wiping them out. You know, a lot of people, I've seen a lot of conservatives say that kind of stuff when I almost said the S word. But haven't you, Pete? Haven't you said, haven't you seen people talk that way? Right? Same situation. Are we headed for that with Mexico and Canada? I would say the greatest fear is is not knowing what's going on and then the black swan shows up and there's really no such thing as the quote unquote black swan you know the event that you could have never seen take place everything is pre-fabricated pre-manufactured um and then it is up to a select few individuals at the top of the food chain um you know to basically skim all the profits off of the top and go for the last grab as they can while everybody else is left holding the bag. There could be no doubt about it uh, that we are experiencing a reset of biblical proportions. You, you look at what they've done so far with the World Economic Forum, with the IMF, with the Bank for International Settlements, with the Federal Reserve, they're getting their way. They're creating a world that they think they want. Now, I think that's ultimately going to backfire on them. I think they're pride, they're going to overreach and, and they'll ultimately lose um, because you are going to have currency systems that establish themselves that are tangible backed currencies that have accountability, that have a reality to them that gets away from the fiat based money system that you started this show talking about, right? I think there's going to be alternative systems that rise up, but yet you don't get to where you've got by being stupid, right? You get there by being evil and taking away people's freedoms, taking away their ability to buy or sell when they want to um that's complete disregard for for human dignity and human rights and the ability to spend your hard-earned money the way that you want to that's what they're after and i think that's awful ladies and gentlemen for decades now i mean i can dig into the archives because i know them very well ted gunderson may he rest in peace um exposed a lot of what they did 
Should, do you want me to expose them? Because right now everyone's coming away to a lot of this stuff. Another thing, the, the Nazis and the Nazi war movement that's going on right now. Who started that? Who really, after World War II and Hitler was done, who actually took up the torch with the Nazi war movement worldwide? Who was it? Do you know? Here's the truth. Um, a lot of these independent media experts are saying, you know, they're choosing one side or the other, criticizing Israel or they're criticizing Palestine or, you know, they're choosing a side. Well, guess what? You're literally cheering for the same side because mm -hmm. this is what happened. Barack Obama's Muslim Brotherhood, all right? They went into the basement in Chicago of an outfit that had a sub-basement. And contained in the sub-basement was the documentation about the Muslim Brotherhood's efforts to build an intellectual community um, uh, that would build lawfare, that would build all these nonprofits, very sophisticated. Mm -hmm. But it was all for the purposes of overthrowing the United States and bringing in Sharia law. We loved each other big time. We love sharing each other's cultures, but ultimately, it's all about the American dream and the American family. It really is. That that just just disintegrates all barriers that they want to have to keep us divided. Because if we're united, um, and the blacks learn about how to pull themselves up, because it's a model that's colorless. It's, it's human nature, you know, that we want what's best for our family. And he talks about this is, this was my situation and it was really bad, but we took care of each other. What color does that have to do with? None. Good. Okay, okay. I'll tell you anyway. You see, I've been thinking, okay, which is something that I do, you know, being vice president and all. And this, this is a thought, and it was mine. Why go back to Ant Island at all? I mean, you don't even like green. What? You're right. I didn't think it was such a good idea myself. Actually, it wasn't even my idea. It was Axel and Locos. They looked fancy to me. I got confused. Uh. <laughs> Guys, order another round because we're staying here. Yeah. What was I thinking going back to Ant Island? I mean, we just got here and we have more than enough food to get us through the winter, right? Why go back? But there was that ant that stood up to me. Yeah, but we can forget about him. Yeah, it was just one ant. Ooh. One ant. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's just one ant. Yeah, boss. They're puny. Hmm, puny? Say, let's pretend this brain is a puny little ant. Did that hurt? <laughs> nope. Well, how about this one? Are you kidding? <laughs> How about this? You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. 
And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? He's quite the motivational speaker, isn't he? Let's ride! Good Morning America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Bill Gates' advice on how to combat mistrust in science at 60MinutesOvertime.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. You really need to get vaccinated. You know, COVID vaccines are now available for children five years and older. And the more people who get them, the better we're going to be able to help stop the spread of COVID. And I'll tell you why. This show is not brought to you by Pfizer. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Friday edition, TGI Friday. Uh, get settled in. Um, we have a power-packed show for you. We're going to say our hellos. We'll get to our uh, top news headlines we're going to be covering. And then we, uh, because yesterday we were going to play it, we had a major outage. Uh, but uh, we are going to bring you a one-hour interview because of the time zone difference from a lieutenant colonel uh, in the IDF uh, intelligence services, <laughs> Sarit Zahav. Um, she'll be joining me. But let's uh, let's get to the formalities. Uh, if we can, Deb Jordan, uh -huh. say hello to everybody. Uh, then we'll do our top news headlines. We'll go right into. Zarate. Yes. All right, you guys. So, again, mm. there's a new variant out. It's called HV.1. It has taken over the last one that was out, they said. And the problem with this one, they say it's it's like 2021 again. This one is very um, infectious and spreads easily. And guess what? If you got mm. the vaccine, the vaccine no longer will not protect you from this one. So there you go. Your vaccine is not going to work and you're probably going to get COVID. So be prepared, get some ivermectin, vitamins, um, Zelenko, right? Vitamin uh, Zelenko. Vitamin Zelenko, get some Z-Stack, get all the stuff that you need. Make sure you have ivermectin, make sure you have all of that stuff so that when you get it, you don't panic and you just start taking your stuff and you'll be fine, right? There you go. You think Your so? vaccine ain't going to work. All right. So mm. I was saying hello to our friends at Rumble, frankspeech.com, saying hello to everybody over at Locals. You guys are all amazing. And if you're listening to us on the replay, 
we welcome you and thank you for being with us today. Make sure that during the program you support our sponsors, pay attention to our little breaks and, um, and buy their products. Buy American for Christmas is coming. Mike Lindell, mypillow.com forward slash Pete. Use promo code Pete. It is amazing. Hi, Deb. Good morning, says True Man Talks. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you. So there you have it, Pete. And that's the top of the morning to everybody here. Now, we're getting ready to play you guys an interview that Pete did a couple of days ago because of the time difference in Israel. But this is a lieutenant colonel in the IDF on the front lines um, and a intelligence officer. She's yep. going to tell you guys what's really going on mm-hmm. in Israel. And I don't think anybody else has an interview quite like this. So we are very pleased to bring this to you. Pay attention. Pay attention. And mm-hmm. today we're going to cover the following uh, top news headlines. Uh, big news and a big discussion, too. Uh, Ukraine's military mm-hmm. is now refusing. We're talking top commanders are now refusing orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to push back the Russians. Yep. Um, that is huge, huge news right there. Uh, why? Why is it huge, huge news? Um, because they're going against Zelensky? Mm, sure, that's huge. Uh, because Russia's winning? Uh, sure. Or because Joe Biden's trying to scoot $100 billion of, uh, you know, when, when you lose a war... The military abandoned. You got a coup. Zelensky falls apart. Everyone's on crack and everyone's dead. What do you do? You send pallets of cash and weapons. That's what you do if you're Joe Biden. You know, Mm -hmm. that's exactly the story. Uh, SBF. Sam Bankman Freed convicted in a $10 billion fraud case. Um, And who's it's not just $10 billion fraud case. He put Joe Biden in office. That makes sense. He did. He fueled Joe Biden's campaign mm-hmm. fraudulently. Okay. Yeah. Adam Kinzinger, wait till you hear this. I love it. His family has love it. disowned him. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait till you hear about Google's antitrust lawsuit. Deb Jordan's going to crack up when she gets this. You see this? See the back of my jacket? Uh huh. I'm going to literally set my freaking self on fire. Okay. Why? I don't know, because that's that's what people that support Palestinians do, right? Anyways. Yeah. I don't. Anyway. But look at look at my freaking jacket. So it's stupid. Nice though. Anyways. Google's antitrust lawsuit. We're gonna give you an update on that. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Joe Biden and Kamala Harris right in the middle of World War Stupid and the Jihad, what do they say? Um, well, we're going to set up the National Center to counter Islamophobia. Um, essentially, they're going to make it illegal for Israel to go kill Hamas, all right? Mm-hmm. For being Islamophobic. Right. Right? Oh, no, I'm sorry. This doesn't apply to them. It only applies to you. Yeah. Yeah. That means this is absolutely silly. That means, and we were talking about that. Karen and I were talking about that this morning. Mm. Notice a trend here. Like, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter, 
we're not allowed to talk. We're not allowed to say anything about that. That's mm-hmm. hate speech. Gays not allowed to say anything about that. That's hate speech. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, not allowed to say anything about illegal immigrants. That's hate speech. Now, you know, you're not allowed to, we're back around to the Muslims again, and you're not yep. allowed to say anything about Muslims or Islam or equate them to Islam. Not allowed to say anything like that because it's terrorism. They're actually setting up bureaucracies to make sure that you don't do that. Right. Just more rights, uh, you know, more rights being taken away. Of course, no free speech in this country. Yeah, we have a lot to cover. All right. And I do want to say this. When the going get tough, guess what? The tough get my pillow. That's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can, as a matter of fact, this is what I want you to do. We're going to support the employees at my pillow, and we are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Bannon's war room, uh, the war room posse, mm-hmm. they're responding. Okay. Don't just use promo code Pete. I want you to call in to 1-800-844-0282. That number at the bottom of the screen, that's our number. That's the Pete Santilli Show's number. And what I want you to do today, call, place your order for your Christmas items, a lot of them, load up, start doing it right now. And you tell them, say, you know what? I was going to go online, but Mm -hmm. I'm calling you to tell you uh, that we support you. And you call those employees that are literally being sought after by the IRS. Joe Biden is just about going to have SWAT team members descending upon my pillow, mm-hmm. you know, because you know, because Mike Lindell has invested so much in establishing that Joe Biden is a fake, a fraud, and a lie. Mm-hmm. All right? So 1-800-844-0282. Let's go to that... Um, uh, we're going to go to the uh, interview with Lieutenant Colonel Sarit Zahav, beautiful soul. You're going to love her. So make sure you stay all the way through to the end of the interview, especially. Um, and then we're going to go to um, uh, we're going to go to uh, Colonel John Mills. He's going to be joining me live right after this, but uh, we'll be um, uh, covering. Everything is going to be a power pack show. I apologize for our major, major outage that we had yesterday. I literally have, I, I had the guys come out. They they did a workaround. I'm not going to tell you how they did it, but they did. Um, let's, let's put it this way. There might be a Cincinnati Bell guy out on the telephone pole right now, uh, making sure that we have a signal. Here we go. Here we go. 800-844-0282. And then... You're going to get a great update like no other from Lieutenant Colonel uh, Sarit Zahav. I want to thank you for making my pillow 2.0 a huge success. Now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. Get a queen size for only $39.98 with your promo code. My pillow 2.0 is made with my patented adjustable fill. Plus, we've infused the fabric with our temperature regulating technology. You combine that with our brand new mattress topper 2.0, and I guarantee you, you get the best sleep of your life. It's the perfect time to get the MyPillow 2.0s for your friends, family, and everyone you know. They truly make the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save 50%. Get your queen-size MyPillow 2.0 
regularly $79.96, now only $39.98. And king size, just $5 more. From all of us at MyPillow, Merry Christmas and God bless. MyPillow.com When Hillary Clinton, okay, as Secretary of State, bypasses Iran sanctions with the Ukrainian oligarch to deliver specialized steel to Iran for the purposes of making centrifuges. That is not good U.S. policy, period. And we know that that's a fact. I have it documented. The U.S. Treasury uh, uh, documented that. Next thing, removing the terror designation of Mujahideen Al-Khalq, M-E-K. That allowed money to flow to the equivalent of Al-Qaeda in Iran. That is not good U.S. policy that favors an alliance that will be forever uh, between Israel and the United States. Are you critical? Or, uh, can you say to yourself that these conflicts, like uh, uh, conflicts that, that, that is brewing right now and this horrifying event on October 7th, that the United States made some pretty bad decisions through people that don't have Israel's best interests in mind. I don't know whether it's fortunately or unfortunately, but I do have criticism towards my own governments and towards your administration. Fair enough. Fair Doesn't enough. matter whether they were Republicans or Democrats, mm -hmm. left or right. Yes. Uh, I think all of us made a lot of mistakes uh, during the years. Uh, again, the, the biggest mistake that all of us made, and today it is clear, is that we misunderstood that we are facing an ideology that doesn't care about the cost of lives. Oh, yes. Beautiful Especially said. not the lives of their own. gentlemen uh at the the time of of this uh gathering with my next guest uh there's a, a time difference approximately six hours uh into the evening um as we as we conduct this interview with a retired lieutenant colonel uh from the idf sari zahavi uh is the founder and president of the alma research and education center uh, she served for 15 years in the IDF Intelligence Corps, initially in research and analysis, and later with the Northern Command. Miss um, Sahavi holds an MA in uh, Middle East Studies from Ben-Gurion University in Israel. She held informative, in-depth briefings in Washington, D.C., uh, with United States senators and representatives who advised them on security developments in Lebanon and Syria, and is recognized worldwide uh, as an expert authority and impactful speaker on the security issues facing Israel today. Um, she was selected by the Jerusalem Post as one of the top 50 most influential Jews of 2021. And she lives with her husband and five children in the village of Kafar Vradim, if I've pronounced that correctly, in the Western Galilee. Um, 
Sarit, welcome. Uh, thank you for taking the time out. Thank you very, very much for joining us at this important time. Uh, if you don't mind me being, I don't mean to be overly sensational. It's an important time in all of human history, is it not? I hope it is. Yes. I truly hope. For my, my own security, I hope it is. Yes. Now, um, you know, the, the, the world, I, I've been saying recently, and maybe you can, you can correct me because uh, I'm an outsider uh, to the situation, but I, I'm going to express uh, what I believe to be um, a God-centered position as far as, quote-unquote, taking sides. You know, the, the world has gone mad, uh, parted one side or the other. I'm with, of course, I'm with Israel. I'm with Israel in the context of Genesis 12.3. The Holy Land shall be blessed, and therefore God will bless us. That's what side I'm on, um, uh, first and foremost. Um, the geopolitical issues that I followed for decades, and as you know, I mentioned that I spent some time uh, in the military. I understood as a Cold War veteran, you know, what the implications were with our adversaries. I understand geopolitical circumstances that lead us to the circumstances where we are right now. At a time when I was in, uh, peace through strength was very, very important, and it resulted in a peaceful outcome with regards to the Soviet Union and the United States. Now, I see a different set of circumstances in the present day as it relates to this adversary right now that is theocratic and lives towards an end time, uh, and they don't treasure life. They want to become martyrs. Um, so so, so we're, we're at odds here. Uh, much different than any other conflicts, world wars, so on and so forth. Th this is a gathering of, of two entities. I say good and evil, but the ideologies uh, and the theocratic beliefs is, I believe, recipe for the annihilation of many, many human beings if things aren't handled correctly. I'd like to begin the conversation in that regard, and then we'll talk about what you've been sharing as to the specific circumstances in Israel. Uh, but but that, that's, that's a lot to speak to. I know it is. It's a big Yeah, big exactly. Subject. You said so many things. Yeah. And maybe, you know, I'm a person of details down to earth. And our research is bottom up rather than top down. So maybe I should start with a small example around what you just said mm -hmm. from uh, this morning. While the biggest question that we ask here is when Hezbollah is going to join Hamas, because the operational plans are the same. And Hezbollah is providing us propaganda uh, to threaten us and to intimidate us. And I'm not sure successfully, but this is what it is doing. And, you know, they published a video of a few minutes with this propaganda. While the main theme in this video is exactly what you said, you see that they are saying very clearly that their warriors that were very well trained are willing to die, are going to die, only in order to kill Jews and as many Israelis and Jews as possible. And I'm saying Israelis, it's not necessarily Jews because here in the Galilee, the majority of the population is not necessarily Jews. But this is what they plan. And in order to get to Jerusalem. 
That's the goal, to kill people and to get to Jerusalem, and they are willing to die for this goal. So it's exemplify what you say. Another thing you mentioned, the Cold War. I think if people want to understand what we are experiencing, we should not compare it to the Cold War, mm-hmm. because this is warm war. We should compare it to World War II in the sense that Israelis, until today, were actually sleeping with the Nazi monster. We had fits away from our homes, terrorist organizations that were building their capabilities to massacre us the way they did from Gaza to our south in October 7th, and the way they plan to do in the north to the area where I live in. I live nine kilometers from the Lebanese border. That's why, you know, when I briefed the groups and you mentioned and the briefings I've made, I've made tens of, of delegations that used to come to Israel before the war for years. And I got the questions of how 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 come you're not afraid? Is your bomb shelter is prepared? But and I always told them my bomb shelter is not prepared. I prepared my bomb shelter at home only on October 7th. Uh, I live in denial, and most Israelis live in denial. And that's why we developed this strategy of containment, of not dealing with the master, with the monster, not not killing the monster, living next to the monster, uh, we, we denied, we, we didn't believe that the cruelty that was actually ex- was exposed in October 7th, and I saw some of the videos and some of the pictures. Um, it's, it's something that it's, it's unheard of. It's something that I, I don't have enough words to describe for you what our brothers and sisters was, were, were going through and what do we feel now, the people that are living up north with, the, with our enemy, which is Hezbollah over here. You know, um, and, and again, I'll, I'll speak um, as a, a United States Marine uh, that understands uh, from the enlisted perspective, we're, we're, are you an officer? You're in the reserves, I take it, correct? I'm a lieutenant colonel. You're an intelligence officer? I'm, I'm a lieutenant colonel, retired lieutenant oh, colonel. Lieutenant colonel. <laughs> I knew that. Um, but present day, as a reservist, as an officer, uh, I'm an enlisted, but even still, the laws of war apply uh, in all ranks. We've got leadership, of course, and, uh, uh, and then the uh, rank and file uh, understand the laws of war. What I saw in these horrifying events, I did not equate that to war. This is barbarity that I can't even hear somebody say that they can justify even in war. You're going to treat, of course, um, you know, prisoners of war or your adversary. You're, you're going to defend your land in the ways that you need to do that. And it's certainly measured. But this barbarity, that barbarity that I saw when I hear people say, well, 50 years of oppression among I said you know you know what not even a thousand years of oppression which I don't agree with any level of oppression can justify doing that to other human beings period this is not war there is no oppression I'm sorry Israel unilaterally had withdrawn from Gaza in 2005 Mm -hmm. we made the arrangement to continue to have economic relationship with Gaza. There was no intention to have any siege on Gaza. The plans was to build a seaport with the Gazians. 
we left there, uh, for example, just example, infrastructures of sewage. You know what they did with the pipes of sewage? They made them, they, they pulled them out of the ground and they made rockets out of them and they published it. They were proud of that. We, I, personally, when Israel had withdrawn from Gaza in 2005, I had hoped that we, this will bring peace to further areas. And eventually it only brought more suffering and more war because Hamas took over Gaza very quickly. And Hamas took over Gaza while killing a lot of hundreds of Palestinians from the Palestinian Authority. Mm -hmm. And that's why eventually Israel tried, not successfully as you can understand, uh, to block the, uh, the entrances to Gaza that, in a way that um, weapons will not get in. But Hamas succeeded in smuggling all these kinds of weapons. Eventually, Egypt also closed the border crossings with Gaza. So probably these weapons was smuggled below the ground. And the, we had no interest in keeping Gaza. We had no interest in keeping any conflict with Gaza. But what happened is that Hamas from day one, that they took over Gaza, they launched rockets to the southern part of Israel and later all the way to Tel Aviv killing and, and wounding our children's hearts because our children grew up under the sounds of the sirens, afraid to go to the shower. These were thousands of rockets that were launched for almost 20 years from Gaza. So the massacre was on October 7th, but the conflict and Hamas terrorist attacks against the state of Israel started long before that. Mm -hmm. And Israel had unilaterally withdrawn from Gaza long before that. So the only player that was oppressing the Gazians is Hamas itself, yes. not Israel. And, I, and I've said that. And uh, if you also consider, because they've, they've had a stranglehold, and if you don't mind, there's a method. I've done thousands of interviews. I think we're, uh, we started in 2011. I've done a lot of interviews. There's a, uh, a methodology here, so I'm not going to pop around, but I do need to cover this. Um, the oppression uh, of a people by, for instance, Hamas, who was elected, and I'm, I'm going I'm to use an example here. Now, this is years in the making of funneling and fueling and enabling Hamas through the Muslim Brotherhood. I've tracked it. I've, I've researched uh, here in the United States as what our contribution has been and what mistakes we made. We had Muslim charities, okay, that were set up, and they set up a legal mechanism to deliver tens of millions of dollars. This is in the court records that they were delivering money through the approval of the Department of Treasury to zakat communities that were in fact run by Hamas. That no matter what they did, that the money ended up going to Hamas. Hamas had their thumb. Uh, over the Palestinians, over these organizations. So the humanitarian cause uh, to help the plight of the quote-unquote oppressed Palestinian uh, was was literally, the Palestinians are, I, I call them human shields. They're victims of this true oppression by Hamas and this theocracy that is hell-bent on bringing an end game of Armageddon. This has been a long time in the making. And I, ha I have to say, I have to apologize to you personally, that the United States, those people within our system, have had a part in enabling Hamas's 
uprising, uh, I believe. But what can you say to what I just said? Am I accurate, at least from, from my side? I'm an outsider to this, but am I pretty accurate? Two things. First, yes, you are accurate, but I must admit that uh, not only in the United States, uh, the policy of the government of Israel during the years was not to defeat Hamas because of all the international pressure, because of the costs, uh, because maybe uh, the understanding that Palestinian Authority is also not exactly um, how should I put it? Uh, it? It's a corrupted, corruptive entity that also educated its children to hate Israelis. Because of all of that, eventually also the Israeli government made a huge mistake by enabling uh, Hamas continue to control Gaza. Each time we tried uh, operations against Hamas, uh, we were stopped very quickly by international community. So with this regard, we also made mistakes here in Israel. Mm. Uh, with regard to uh, humanitarian aid, we've seen this platform, what you mentioned, of, of associations and NGOs operating in the United States. In Alma Center, we found uh, evidence to this as well, that Muslim Brotherhood and other organizations that are supporting uh, at least Sunni, but probably not only Sunni, radical ideologies uh, have the 501c3 uh, and eventually the money is not getting uh, to those who truly need it. Uh, Gaza is a great example because, you know, we are being told Israel, you should enable humanitarian aid to get into Gaza. You should enable Rafiah border crossing to be open. Uh, United States want 100 trucks a day to enter into Gaza. And my question is, how come there is so much munitions and more than 8,000 rockets were launched to Israel until now since this war started, but there is no food? and there are no medications. Mm. Uh, part of the answer was found uh, cynically in an interview that was made by one of the leaders of Hamas this week. And the reporter asked him, tell, tell me, you have around 700 kilometers of tunnels, concreted safe tunnels underground in Gaza. Why are these tunnels used as uh, uh, bomb shelters for the civilians of Gaza? That way they wouldn't have been killed. And his answer actually represents exactly the eternity of this conflict, because what he said is that actually Hamas is not responsible for the security of the Gazians. The Gazians are refugees, and the only one who is responsible for the security of the Gazians, due to this leader of Hamas, is either the United Nations or the occupiers, meaning Israel, which, as I've said, we are no occupiers of Gaza. What did he mean? He, what refugees he was talking about? He talked about 1948. He talked about Gazians that left for various reasons during, during the war in 1948, the independent war of the state of Israel, areas that are today Israel, into Gaza. So what he's actually saying, there is no intention to rebuild the lives of these so-called refugees, which are the only one in the world that are still called refugees in third and fourth generation, okay, that can heritage the status of refugees. There is no intention to rebuild their lives. There is a, a massive product, a project to keep them, to perpetuate their poverty and poorness as refugees, using them as human shields along the way for Hamas, and, and that way not protecting them. This is absurd. This is like the UN was part of this project, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah, and yeah, as they say, qui bono. Have you ever heard that? Qui bono? Who benefits? Uh, the casualties 
that are produced are used as pro- for propaganda. Uh, that we have an oppressed people, we have a starving people, we have people that have been cut off. I call that a false flag. They're creating that environment and blaming uh, the adversary. They benefit from such misery um, uh, in this multi-front war. If you don't mind, let's uh, let's. I'm going to take a hundred thousand foot view here. Okay, uh, I've also believed that the West Bank and Gaza. Uh, have been strategic pre-positioning for a much broader uh, objective uh, to wipe Israel off the face of the map. That, and, and, and that's a question. Um, is it true that Gaza uh, and the, um, uh, the, the West Bank are strategic pre-positioning for a war that shoots since 1979 when they installed a theocracy uh, to bring in, and I have a document here, you know, this Mahdiism, uh, Mahdiism. They were preparing for the coming of the Mahdi. They've done and spent hundreds of millions of dollars in preparing for that. Uh, that Israel, of course, has been a target in this jihad as they, as they see it. But is Gaza not a perfect position for them to be in, to strike in the fashion that they did in October 7th? Okay. I, I want to, to answer you with, with two directions of the discussion, okay? Um, the discussion can be divided to a national conflict and a religious conflict. And the theme is that both of them exist here. Yes. Especially when we, we speak of Hamas, it's a good example. Hamas is, is supposed to be a Palestinian movement that strive to establish a Palestinian state instead of the Israeli state, but actually it wants to establish a Muslim Palestinian state that will follow the radical interpretation of the Sunni Islam by the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, just a follow-up of what you, you said before, and it's all connected, there were not elections in, in the Palestinian Authority, neither in West Bank nor in Gaza, because Hamas, has a wide support in both of these places by the population and the Palestinian Authority and its president were afraid that if there will be elections, Hamas will win in elections. And that's why they didn't have elections. There is no democracy in all of these places. This is something that is very important to bear in mind because as I've said, eventually these children uh, in, in Gaza and in West Bank were not educated to accept uh, the, the Israeli state or the Jewish state over here were not educated uh, for life and uh, to cherish life. They were educated to cherish death. And that's why uh, Hamas eventually became, uh, while the Palestinian Authority is corrupted, became more uh, preferable on many of the Palestinians in the West Bank and in Gaza. Now, moving forward to your religious question, mm-hmm. This is something that is relatively new, meaning that what you're actually saying, you're, you, you talked about the Mahdi. Mahdi is a term that is used mainly by the Shiite Islam. The, you, you showed us this photo and there is an Iranian flag there. And this is funny because this is Shiite Islam. Hezbollah is Shiite. The Iranian Ayatollahs are Shiites. Uh, the, the Assad the regime is a, an ally of the Shiites in a way. In Iraq, most of the population is Shiite. 
this is what we call the Shiite axis, okay? But actually Hamas is Sunni. So at which time on, on, the, on the schedule, the Sunni Hamas, that at the beginning of the civil war in Syria was criticizing the Syrian government, became an ally of Iran. And I think that what happened is that Iran was conducting kind of a courtship after Hamas to buy it, to become its freelance, to become its proxy, giving it a lot of money and a lot of training and a lot of munitions. And eventually they identified the same goal, which is destruction of the state of Israel. And even though in other areas of the Middle East, Sunnis and Shiites are fighting against each other, here they decided to collaborate. It's not exactly, you know, brothers, complete brothers alliance, but it is definitely a collaboration that makes us worry because as you said, there is an Iranian entrenchment uh, in Gaza. In West Bank, it is being done in a more sophisticated way, sometimes with cyber and uh, with incitement on social media and with the smuggling of arms. So actually the, the Ayatollahs, what they did is that they uh, Islamicate a national conflict and made it a religious conflict, which is even more difficult uh, you know, to solve, if you like. And it is threatening not only the Jews that are living in this piece of land, but also the Druze and the Christians and other minorities that are not part of this radical interpretation of Islam. You know, uh, okay, so I'll ask the question, and it's difficult to answer it, but um, uh, in your opinion, what is the major driving force? Is it the... Uh, the the nationalistic or is it is it re religious? It, it appears to me just based on the history. Uh, but look at they got rid of the bureaucrats in uh, 1953. Um, you know with uh, Moshe Dag, right? And it was replaced uh, through the revolution in '79. They put a a theocratic regime with the mullahs in there because they believed that they needed to prepare, you know, for the coming of the Mahdi, and they used their military force to do that. But what is it? Is it a national conquest or is it uh, religious, uh, religious Armageddon that they're pushing for? What do you believe? I believe it's more religious than national. But here I want to emphasize that it's not about Islam. Okay, there is no one Islam. There are many interpretations of Islam, like there are many interpretations of Judaism and there are many interpretations of Christianity. Right. Okay. Uh, here we see uh, a collaboration between two radical ideologies of Islam. One that comes from Tehran and the Ayatollahs of Tehran, as you say, took over Iran in 1979. And the other comes from the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, which, by the way, in the past had a presence, a strong presence in Saudi Arabia, had, had the presence in Egypt while the Egyptian government is fighting this. Uh, Erdogan is part of this movement of Turkey and Hamas itself, but um, we can find uh, the opposite of that. We can find Muslim countries that are not part of that. Okay, um, Indonesia is a good example. Uh, we can find Muslims in Israel that are not part of that. So it's important for me to, to emphasize and to put this uh, in proportions because, you know, eventually I live in the Middle East. If I would believe that all Muslims believe in this radical ideology, what kind of hope do I have? Uh, I prefer to believe that it's not everybody. And yet I don't underestimate education. And I think it's highly important. And, you know, it brings me back to the discussion about uh, United States and the West. 
it is highly important to close all these educational institutions that are promoting these kind of radical ideologies in the West. Yeah, you know, I, I will take you for a moment to Australia. Uh, this week we found that in, in Sydney there was a memorial ceremony in a mosque in Sydney that far away from us to commemorate three Hezbollah uh, terrorists that were launching anti-tank missiles against us and were killed by the IDF. Mm. This is unheard of. This should be stopped because eventually, you know, these are legal institutions in the West, in many countries in the West, that are educating the children to hate Western values and eventually they will be mobilized to terror. I believe that a lot of these voices, regardless of where they are at in the religious or political spectrum, when something like this occurs, you have an obligation to humanity to speak out and say, hey, uh, I'm setting aside my political aspirations or even my religious beliefs uh, in favor of humanity. What is done here is not even war. It's barbarism. And I may be supportive of the plight of the Palestinian, but nothing can justify the killing of 1,700. Or, or are we looking at 1,700 human beings uh, at the hands of of these barbarians yes the numbers are uh, 1400 that uh, not again it's funny you know hamas publishes every day numbers and you know they say there was an attack here 500 an attack there 400 and for us it takes a month to identify all the bodies and to understand what's the exact numbers so mm. you, here you can also understand a little bit of the pr of hamas but yeah. okay i'll put that aside in israel we are talking of about 1400 that were killed out of this number, around 300 are soldiers, meaning most of the victims were uh, civilians. Uh, add, adding to this uh, 240 uh, hostages, which we don't know how this will end up. And uh, we have a few tens, I don't know the exact number, nobody knows, a few tens that are missing, that either the bodies were not identified or there is no sign of them and we don't know what happened to them. Since they burned the families, inside their safe rooms at home and nothing was left it is almost impossible uh, to uh, rebuild the dna and to identify what's left of these bodies and, and these propagandists uh, i remember when an elderly uh woman she was a hostage very uh she she well, obviously all of our elders are are treasured um but when Hamas, with their green, you know, they had their masked up and they seemed all warm, kind and gentle uh, to that particular hostage. And they, uh, in the public, the PR realm, uh, they present themselves as denouncing whatever this other group did. But they're the same entity. They're just propagandizing, aren't they? Look, you don't, you don't have to put too much effort. Hamas invaded with GoPro cameras on the helmet of every invader, and they filmed all the atrocities they did. Everything is filmed. The burning, the raping, the beheading. I, I saw a lot of these videos, and there are photos that I will never forget, that, that I regretted I saw. Uh, what, what can I say? You know, one of the most shocking videos that I saw, they, they landed on a party, on a music festival, and they didn't miss anybody. What they did is they were shooting at the, uh, at the bathrooms, at the toilets, to make sure that those who were hiding in the toilets would get killed. They took 
babies as hostages. So they published a video of a Hamas terrorist holding the baby as if he's like nursing the baby. No, he's kidnapping a nine-month-old nine baby from his mother's hand that was either killed or raped or just became a hostage herself. These are, you know, these are images that none of us Israelis ever believed that we'll ever see after the Holocaust. No one should forget these images. And again, there was no oppression. The only oppressor is Hamas itself. There is no justification to what they had done. Mm. And they treated her nicely. Why would they take her as hostage anyway? She's 80 years old. Why? Why? And, uh, you know, the, 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 the young are, are the beautiful treasure. It doesn't matter what they quote unquote look like one over the other. The, the young children the women i i mean i'm, I'm a marine I, I you know when i was doing aviation weapons we had precision guided why why precision guided you had a target and unfortunately now they know how to embed themselves in hospitals and uh you know heavily populated areas so it's more difficult to avoid casualties but it was every single um uh every single member of the military was concerned about civilian casualties and unnecessary collateral damage, period. If you're literally pointing your weapon in a certain direction, you're aware of civilian, potential civilian casualties. You don't shoot Same indiscriminately, here. correct? Same here in the IDF, the, the issue of collateral damage, the issue of risks to civilian enemy, civilian population, is uh, we are all aware of that. I'm talking as an ex-officer in the IDF. I personally dealt with these issues, and this is uh, highly important for us uh, to make sure that we are minimizing the collateral damage. Well, by the way, what Hamas had done was to block the way of the Gazians from uh, running away and escape from the war zone. We notified them, and we called them to uh, evacuate, and Hamas blocked their ways. We called them to evacuate, and Hamas educated the children to become martyrs. And as in previous conflicts, Hamas speakers said, uh, call the Gazians to go on top of the roofs and uh, wait for the Israeli bombs. Mm. Uh, it's just, you know, we are dealing with exactly the opposite uh, of what we are doing here in the West and our moral code of fighting here in the West. Sarit, as an intelligence officer, uh, your targeting of, uh, let's say, a high-value target uh, have you ever known, even uh, historically, where taking out a target that you know you've identified, you call it off because it's in an area that would produce many too times. many casualties? How many, many times? times. The IDF published many videos that you can hear, abort, abort, abort. There are children in the site. Yes. Yes. That was set aside. I've never seen anything like it, and I've, I've followed these types of conflicts. So October 7th is a day that will live for the entire world and 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 there is unfortunately no top level leadership you know they say cooler heads will prevail the world is split now let's segue to the next thing because i'm i'm concerned here um you know this and we can't refer to it as nazism because you even said because hamas was elected it has popular support 
But I'm going to remind everyone that's hearing my voice that when Hitler's Nazi Germany rose up, he and his socialism and his Nazism received a lot of popular support because of what they present to the populace, a better life, handouts, things and stuff. And they use that socialism is very, very powerful, very appealing to the people. So they get popular support to only in the end, their objective is not a good one that benefits humanity. There are some similarities there, aren't there? The reason I compare it to World War II is because we are here under a lot of international pressure. I see what is happening in the universities. I see the questions that I'm being asked by international media. Everybody just wants us to seize the fire and not exactly get our goals, which is defeating Hamas. And this is the reason why I bring up World War II, because I want everybody to understand that there was no option in World War II that Hitler will stay in power. There was no option in World War II that the Nazis will continue to control Germany. Everybody understood that it is an obligation of the free world to destroy completely the Nazi government. And I think this is the case here. That's why I'm, I'm making this kind of, of uh, uh, equation. Second, I want to say something you mentioned about the people. You know, what happened in October 7th is that after the invaders, the warriors, terrorists of, of Hamas, ISIS that entered is, into Israel came the looters. And the looters were civilians. And these looters, were also participated in the raping of women, beheading of Israelis, burnings, uh, looting the homes. They were part of all these atrocities and they are considered poor civilians. Okay, this is something that the world should remember. It's not just people on uniforms that invaded into these communities and destroyed them and made all these atrocities. These, uh, in fact, that we could spend a whole segment talking about uh, the illegalities, we talked about the law of war. These are the most egregious war crimes, period. No militaries should ever advocate for it. And anybody siding uh, with anything having to do with that, regardless of what you, what you believe an oppressed people are, nothing justifies that. Okay, um, here's, here's the next thing. Now I'm concerned. We are undoubtedly, and you are the subject matter expert, and I'm sure you've studied history, we are, no doubt about it, headed towards, this is how world wars come up, because of a couple of things. Yemen, okay, stepping up, that's a big thing. Yemen declaring war, and the support that they have behind them. And Turkey, uh, now I see a world divided, you know, 50-50, Judeo-Christian and, and Muslim. A powder keg, absolutely. What is your opinion? Are we headed towards World War? Not to be overly sensational, if you look at history, nations will, will rally and align, correct? Behind this. Uh, you know, there are scenarios that you are afraid even to imagine. No. This or, is one of them. Yeah. What I can say first about Yemen, Yemen is divided. I don't know if people know. There is no Yemen. There is Yemen of 
the government, I'll put it this way, or the official government, and there is Yemen of the Houthis, because there, there is a civil war in Yemen in the past uh, decade, and uh, the government was supported by Saudi Arabia, and the Houthis were supported by Iran. A year ago, there was a normalization agreement between Saudi Arabia and Iran, and they decided to cease fire and to stop the war in Yemen, but they didn't decide to disarm the Houthis. So practically, Yemen is divided between these two. There are two governments uh, in Yemen, and the one who declared war uh, yesterday and already carried out, I think, almost five attacks uh, against Israel or maybe against American forces in the Red Sea. We don't know exactly who was attacked, but we know there were missiles and drones that were already launched a few times and were intercepted by uh, different uh, air defense systems. Uh, this is, these declarations came from the Houthi government of Yemen, meaning from, from the one we supported by Iran. So I don't know whether it's world war, but I do agree that Iran uh, is... Uh, uh, has a growing collaboration with Russia. We've seen this over Ukraine. I do agree that there is an alternative economy that was built uh, between Iran, uh, Russia, North Korea, even China, Venezuela, uh, that actually enable all these players to bypass sanctions that are against this, some of these players um, and to survive, to survive the sanctions, if I may say, I may put it this way. Turkey is a little bit of a different kind of animal because Turkey is a member of NATO, uh, trying to, to become part of the West. In the past two years, trying to even get closer to uh, Israel, uh, or back closer to Israel. The problem is that, uh, as I've said, Erdogan himself, his DNA is the Muslim Brotherhood. He sat in the Turkish jail for uh, reading a song that supports Muslim Brotherhood uh, ideology. Mm. years ago, okay? So that's why there is no way that eventually there is a conflict like this that Erdogan will denounce what Hamas had done. It's part of who he is. It's part of his identity. And I think that the West will have to deal with that eventually. The West oh, yeah. will have to uh, give Erdogan a, a red light or, or a red line and say, What's going on? Are you part of NATO or you want to be part of these terrorist groups? What, where do you want to be? And, and uh, their conduct, unfortunately, has been riding both sides of the fence through the, you know, the, the, the wars in the Middle East that the United States has been a part of. But, you know, they, they are a NATO ally. And, um, and like you said, are you or are you not? It's time to decide because the dynamics can, can change. Supporting Israel's right to defend itself absolutely positively um, should be something that, you know, that all allies should be for, um, uh, as with any nation. Uh, but he's taking things to, to another level that is to be seen um, just, here just in the to coming. say that you, talk, you mentioned the word allies, and there is defi definitely an alliance between Israel and the United States. But when I'm looking at what I should call the other side, okay, mm -hmm. uh, Russia, China, North Korea, Iran, each, there is no, it's not exactly an alliance. No. There is different interests, uh, interests between these uh, different players. And there is more of collaboration, especially if you take Iran and Russia, it's a very good example. Mm -hmm. There is more of collaboration than alliance between these two. The alliance do exist between Iran and its proxies militia. 
in the Middle East. That's why if you ask me about how wide this conflict is, it is definitely wide enough to include various areas in the Middle East, as you mentioned, Yemen, but not only, because Iran developed proxies, uh, Yemen, uh, Syria, Iraq, uh, Lebanon, but to go wider than that, it's an it's still an open question as far as I see it. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, now, the ALMA research and and ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have a very important guest coming in. We will uh, conclude that interview. There's about 10, uh, 10 more minutes left. It's a great interview with uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, from the IDF, Zarit uh, Zahavi. And a lot of controversy uh, from the statements that she made. Uh, just as we've allowed her to, to speak out, uh, we've allowed you to speak out, but I want you to be uh, very courteous and respectful uh, to everyone that you lash out against as you proceed through your psychosis about the conflict uh, in Israel. Please, just we ask you to be courteous and respectful. You have a right to free speech. You don't have a right to piss on everybody around you. Uh, people have a right to peaceful enjoyment in the chat rooms. Okay. Everybody stay right there. Lieutenant Colonel John Mills coming up. I want to thank you for making my pillow 2.0 a huge success. Now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. Get a queen size for only $39.98 with your promo code. My pillow 2.0 is made with my patented adjustable fill. Plus, we've infused the fabric with our temperature regulating technology. You combine that with our brand new mattress topper 2.0, and I guarantee you, you get the best sleep of your life. It's the perfect time to get the MyPillow 2.0s for your friends, family, and everyone you know. They truly make the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save 50%. Get your queen size MyPillow 2.0 regularly $79.96, now only $39.98, and king size just $5 more. From all of us at MyPillow, Merry Christmas and God bless. MyPillow.com Hi, I'm Ron Paul. I know what you're thinking, another gold commercial. But don't put the TV on mute. You owe it to yourself to listen. Stock markets may be high right now, but they'll eventually fall. And when they do, your retirement savings will fall along with them. Call the experts at Gold Co. today to learn more about how easy it is to invest in gold with a gold IRA. Call 855-614-1681 or visit goldco.com forward slash Pete. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well being. Get your 60 day, no risk, money back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com.
Introducing the Portal Universe only on QUX. This is America's first super app. Easily build your portal, share and monetize video content, live stream, products, music apps, and more. Engage in live chats and private video messaging. This isn't just a TV box or streaming device. This is your social television console. Become a merchant without any setup or monthly fees. Buy and sell using QUX tokens for private and secure encrypted transactions. You control the ads you watch. You control the content you see. You have easy access to products and services you want, all at the press of a button. QUX brings people together, enhances fellowship, community, and networking capabilities, while protecting privacy like never before. Don't wait. Go to QUX.TV right now and order your QUX TV box today using promo code PETE. Be part of a new digital frontier. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. Banks are supposed to be the safest. with uh, some technical difficulties yesterday uh we're gonna get we have a lot of great interviews uh in the hopper now um i've just about insisted uh on uh, he's becoming a friend of the pete santilli show he's everywhere of course um as a retired lieutenant colonel he's got an understanding of um, unrestricted warfare that we're in right now. We're right in the middle of it. And of course, right on the precipice of World War Stupid. I was gonna talk about something, or we're gonna get caught up here with uh, Colonel Mills, but I wanna open up with Santelli commentary, talk about a development out of the Ukraine, and then throw to Lieutenant Colonel Mills. He can think quick on his feet. So. We get Colonel Mills. Uh, Colonel. Did I say Lieutenant Colonel? Sorry. 
Lieutenant yes, Colonel. You, Lieutenant, you have to ask me nicely. I'm, I'm going to do my Jack Nicholson. You have to ask me nicely. <laughs> no, you know what? I actually, uh, it was a, it was a slip because I just had a, a Lieutenant Colonel of lesser grade, of course, on Zareed Sahavi. Here, here's my, here's my comment to you. So we get word uh, last night in the overnight that the military commanders are refusing orders of their commander in chief. You want to call him that, Mr. Susie Tight Pants Zelensky in the Ukraine. Uh, while in parallel, we're going to be shipping pallets of cash and pallets of munitions to a military uh, infrastructure that's in a disarray, losing, doesn't stand a chance to win it all. But we got $100 billion that Biden wants to get out there. For my first thought, sir, was a money laundering turnstile that's all i could see happening there they're pressing to push out a hundred billion dollars ship a bunch of weapons so they can show up at our southern border question mark yeah so my policy on ukraine has always been consistent give them enough to make it a fair fight we're we're at that point we're well beyond that point the failure is to appoint an inspector general. This is all important. We appointed an inspector general and staff for Iraq and Afghanistan. And a lot of people don't realize inspector generals are badged and normally armed and credentialed and can make arrests and they are very effective. And a lot of folks went to jail for malfeasance uh, with Iraq and uh, Afghanistan. A lot of people don't realize that. So uh, not a farthing more until we get that inspector general for uh, the Ukraine. Uh, and they've been extremely good with what they've had. But it, uh, I believe we've actually found some of the Hamas weapons have been, uh, I don't know if they were captured, sold. I don't know what. But just like our, our incredible largesse we left behind in Afghanistan, total, total, uh, people need to go to jail for that. Not a single person has been pun punished for the absolute debacle of our departure. And guess where a lot of those weapons showed up? Because we left a lot of weapons and ammunition in Afghanistan. And guess where they showed up? Hamas. And, and Hamas is a proxy of Iran. Iran is a proxy of uh, of. Uh, China and your your previous guest was very I, I believe uh, until we had some technical difficulties there I believe was a uh, very very good talking about what is going on with Erdogan he is he is a member of the Muslim Brotherhood and we we we've had great relationships it's been a while I used to liaison with with the Turks. Uh, a lot of the Turkish officers uh, that I used to deal with in the past are probably rounded up and executed because we we stood by and did nothing when the Turkish military tried to go in and tried to take on Erdogan, and we did nothing, and they were rounded up, executed, twenty to thirty thousand. It's horrible, horrible, horrific. And uh, now Erdogan's in power in Turkey, and you know, is he is he? trying to reestablish the caliphate? Is he part of NATO? Is he aligning with China and Russia? Unknown. Yeah, Tur Turkey, um, that, that that changes the uh, the dynamic as to, well, this is the way I, I, I've been um, uh, referring to it as, as a commentator, as a, you know, just an outside observer. Uh, but this is how world wars shape up right now. Is it not? And, and when Turkey starts weighing in, and they're a huge ally. I mean, it, the only way to keep their mouth shut, by the way, is to ship them F-16s. But when it comes down to it, are they going to be loyal to 
to to our relationship with them as a as an ally of the United States, or are they going to be loyal to their their quest for a caliphate? You know. Yeah, yeah, they they want F thirty fives, and part of that is I don't mean to get too geekish on the tech and the tech policy, mm -hmm. but the Link sixteen is the all important data link that integrates all these uh, uh, NATO standard and and Western systems together, and they also want to buy the uh, the Chinese Russian S three hundred S four hundred and anti aircraft missile which potentially could they, that would mean a technical interface with the link 16 on the f-35 we can't have that that means they're they're inside our firewall with their ones and zeros bad situation bad situation erdogan's got to decide is he muslim brotherhood or is he going to be a functional uh functional country and system that uh, retains its its alliance with nato we cannot integrate the S-300, S-400 with our F-35, absolutely, because that means China. That means China, China, China. And he's, Erdogan, uh, his son-in-law is making huge money with the drones they've sold to uh, Ukraine. We got a drone war going on in Ukraine. Uh, Russia's out of cash, out of resources. They're using Iranian drones, which are ripoffs of our X-drone and other drones from the 70s and 80s. So we got a drone war. They're shooting drones at each other, low cost. Um, Ukraine's making big uh, or Turkey's making big money selling to Ukraine. Iran's big, making big money selling to uh, Russia. Uh, so this is a mess. And yes, this is how world, world wars start. We're, I, as far as I'm concerned, we're in the third world war. We just don't, re most Americans don't realize it. You know, um, I can be this bold with you. We can speak to this uh, responsibly. Uh, but part of this world war never before uh, have the American people that are going to be called upon uh, to serve in a world war. You know, they're talking about the draft. Their recruitment is terrible. Uh, but we're now going to draft the people that the deep states at war with. Uh, and if you don't mind me saying so, right, the war against the deep states, sir, um, let's talk regime change in, in the following context. Um, it's it, the best analogy I can use is you got a bunch of Palestinians on one side with rocks. They don't have any shoes and they're, you know, they're throwing rocks at the IDF totally outmatched. Obviously they call them now an oppressed people. I call them human shields, but Absolutely. Here, here we are up against the deep state. They're using AI technology in the federal judiciary. They're using AI technology uh, and a surveillance, the technocracy, to profile us, to isolate us. They're at war with us. And we're the people they're gonna be calling upon to fight in this world war? I'm confused. What are they doing? They want us to fight or they wanna fight against us? Well, no matter what, God is in control. This is, this is an abject mess. Amen uh, to that. This is an abject mess. And yes, all of the above are true. And you talk about regime change. In the book, I, I give a vignette of my par participation in the regime change in Iraq. Every single Iraqi general that uh, helped recruit and run uh, to flip the regime was killed. It's a bloody mess. And so regime change, we got to be very careful about doing that. But we got a problem right here in America. And, you know, we got somebody in the White House that at this point in time, I've always been very reserved about calling him corrupt or accepting Chinese money. But 
Well, we have so much evidence of him. We got courtroom level evidence. We got to go after this guy. We need a 90 day sprint. Mike Johnson, the, uh, the guy who lives paycheck to paycheck, who's now speaker of the house and he's being mocked because he's not wealthy. Holy smokes. When did that begin? I think that's a badge of honor. He lives like 90% of America paycheck to paycheck. And they're mocking him for not having all the largesse and fraudulent largesse. But yeah, my God, this is a total abject mess of the deep state creating messes, trying to now now recruiting retention is so low. They're they're, you know, starting to you know talk about draft. And uh, we're, we're for a war against the. Uh, China, which they enabled the rise of, and some of them still have a, a shiver up their leg for. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an abject mess. Yeah. Regi- regime change one is uh, we need uh, America first back in the White House. We, we do. And it's going to be a race to the finish line, I believe. And tell me if I'm reading this wrong. Um, you know, because we heard Biden, you know, before uh, when he was campaigning from his basement, he said, to the United States, all the, you know, the 81 million voters that voted for him. But anyways, he said that he was concerned about uh, President Trump taking us to war with Iran. And here he is taking us to war with Iran, Uh, period. Uh, So so we've got like three different parallel things that they can do. We're now within a 12 month window and I'm not, not in a panic. I feel very urgent um, to, to, to try to thwart, however we can, whatever he will try to do, his regime, between now and Election Day. Because they will try everything, won't they, to maintain power. Yeah, I'm concerned about an activation. I mean, we're as far as I'm concerned, we're at war now. If 10,000 dead Americans a month from fentanyl, 100% from China, I'm, I'm in Texas right now, 100% of that is now being made in China, or excuse me, in, in uh, Mexico, the formulary components from China, 100%. Uh, run overseen by Chinese paramilitaries. And we don't know how many Chinese paramilitaries, but ladies and gentlemen, we're at war right now. It's going to really cook off, but everybody's going, well, how do we're at war? I don't see bombs or missiles anymore. We're we're 10,000 dead a month from fentanyl. We got bodies on the street. That is China. And that's their, their, that is their destruction inside of America. You want to see bombs and missiles? Wait for the summer of love in this 2024 and all the Chinese paramilitaries they've already pre-placed here. I, I want constitutional sheriffs and governors to start rounding them up because of the failure of the federal government to uh, actually do anything. We need to impeach Mayorkas. And, you know, one of the things, use the power of the pen for the uh, – for the, uh, we're in, we, uh, I think we're still in a continuing resolution for 24. Uh, what they should do is zero out the uh, paycheck, zero out the paycheck for Mayorkas, uh, Garland, uh, Merrick Garland, and uh, Blinken. Zero out their paycheck. The rest of the department gets some money, but zero paychecks for these guys until they start doing what they're supposed to be doing. And you're going to be surprised when Tony Blinken's not getting a paycheck. Uh, you're going to be surprised what happens. Oh, you just you just nailed something I was going to take us to because um, we've got psychological warfare. We have proof that that's in full force and effect because everybody is still sitting there thinking that somebody's going to come and save them. It's up to we, the people, we have to get energized and very active right now, not waiting for 2024. So that's proof that psychological warfare has taken hold because everyone's like paralyzed. 
But the power of the purse is our greatest weapon right now. We could literally, no matter what they decide to do or not do or plan, Congress has the power of the purse. If we have Congress, we've got a great speaker, and we have one that doesn't have a lot of assets, so he's going to be much more conservative in how he handles you know, the hundreds of billions of dollars they want flowing for, for their, their, their wartime effort against us. We have the power, sir, to cut them off, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. And target them completely. Well, we can't defund DHS. I mean, everything would collapse. Okay, defund the line item for Tony, uh, for uh, Mayorkas. And, uh, oh my gosh, his uh, his deputy, who's the real cause of mayhem at DHS, her name's escaping me right now, but I used to be at meetings with her at the White House. Boy, she is a, she's a total uh, nut job now. Uh, but uh, um, the name's escaping me, but she's the real puppet master behind uh, Mayorkas. Mm. Um, and it's coming, it'll come back to me in a moment. Is it uh, Aver Averill, is. Averill Haynes by chance? No, no, no. She's, she's over at, uh, uh, she, I, I think is she the DNI, uh, yes, director of national intelligence. Is, um, yes. no, no, the, uh, the lady I'm thinking about, she would always use the word alacrity at white house meetings. I go, we have to move with alacrity. And I'm going, right. Yeah. Right. We got to, <laughs> I, I had to look up, look that up in the dictionary. I had no idea what alacrity <laughs> meant. Uh, so, uh, alacrity means move faster with a purpose. Alacrity. Yes. It's, it sounds like a poxy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right sir oh sir um okay i um there th we we keep trying to inspire everybody and inspire everybody and you're you're at the tip of the spear you're you're doing everything you can right now you're in texas that's a beautiful thing you're everywhere you can be you're talking to our leadership on the america first side of this war against the deep state um, do you feel confident right now, I just want to take your temperature, that we have the leadership on this side to take power? Because taking power is easy. Cleaning house and getting rid of the leave-behinds is what President Trump suffered through the first time around. Do you feel confident that even if we do take power, that him at the Resolute desk is not going to be sabotaged by all the leave-behinds? Well, we got a lot of folks that have burrowed in. Uh, what we have to move with alacrity on is appoint presidential appointments. Now, I, I sat for almost two years. I was a Trump appointee waiting to be because you're appointed and then you have to go through a review process. A lot of people don't realize this. I was appointed and then I waited for almost two years as a government lawyer, uh, sat on my case and had 12, uh, 12 uh, concerns. Every one of them she relented on by election day. And like it literally was within just a few days of election day. Finally, she relented on every single point because uh, I even had the White House people going, John, just give in, do what she says. Absolutely not. She's wrong on every single point. And she eventually but she sat on it. We got to move with alacrity to get tr uh, Trump appointees in place to really uh, 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 we've capsized as a nation where it's the Poseidon adventure. We got to we got to flip the ship back over and make it America first. The government works for the citizen, not the other way around. And these crazies are just using every tool in the book. It's it's psychological warfare to uh, depress and demoralize. Uh, but we just got to all of it. We're having a having an election coming up here in Virginia uh, on uh, uh, next uh, Tuesday. Uh, it's it's really important. I hope we get the Senate. Uh, I know people have concerns about Yunkin. 
but uh, yeah, we got to get the Senate. And once we have the Senate and the uh, Senate and the House in uh, in Virginia, we can really start rocking with things. But yeah, we got we got a real milk toast GOP. Uh, you know, I know people have concerns with Yunkin, but I mean his his focus is in battling some of the crazy counties here, uh, where especially Fairfax, my own county of Prince William, and uh, Loudon. Uh, which are, are all three, those school boards have essentially uh, given the bird to the state uh, on, on standards. And, oh, yeah, we are going to do this transgenderism thing. So we're battling right in the streets right here uh, or actually back home in Virginia. It's crazy. So we got to get the we got to get the Senate in Virginia next week. And the next year, next year, everybody come on, secure your county and the nation will follow here. It's all about really dominating that election process. And uh, yeah. Man, Mike Johnson has got to move. 90-day sprint. 90-day sprint. Let's Go. let's see some impeachments. Go. I you know, I have confidence in this guy. He snuck up on me. He did. Cuz I remember hearing him. He seemed like a really sharp lawyer that was a legislator. Uh but he wasn't really about taking the limelight making Fox News clips and and selling big pharma. He he, he never stood out that way, but I always remembered him. He was pretty pretty sharp. And then when he came up, I was like, "Whoa!" And I started looking at him, and he took the gavel in one hand and walked up there with the Bible in the other. And that's a good thing. I believe we get, we need to restore, put God back into a godless communist, a communist overthrow. Right? Amen to that. Absolutely. How much time do I have with you? Give me a time limit. Uh you got. I mean, we can go to the top of the hour here. I just got another hit at hit, hit at uh, okay. uh, nine central. All right, we're going to go to the fifty-five minute mark. We're going to do that because uh, a couple of things that are happening. Man, they've got. I swear to you, they're using a supercomputer as the only way to manage this and get everybody on the left. Talk, you know, with their same talking points. You know, everybody sits here right now. We the people get frustrated, even with our legislators. Uh, thinking that our legislators are going to be able to compete with what they have going on on the other side. It's almost anarchy. They have bored into every single institution. I think you refer to it as six branches of government that they've established, right? And they're operating in six branches of government. And even our legislators are having to, having to go up against that. Um, but I want you to speak to everybody who is really frustrated, just the average okie doke when we say the nation will follow we must do our job at the street level at the residence level at the county level at the on up because look at what they're doing in every state they're attempting to get trump off the ballot right now that's the big movement correct this colorado yeah, no, yeah big big battle in colorado colorado and michigan as well um no. uh, is it michigan or minnesota that they went to the supreme court uh, I think it's Michigan. I think it's Michigan. Yeah, and what they're relying upon, and here's my point, uh, and they might be able to sneak a couple in. Once they do that, there's going to have a steamroll effect. Is they're saying, this is unprecedented. Never before have we had a president that committed insurrection uh, have the audacity to run for president. It's unprecedented. So there's no case law, and they're going to try to sneak one in. How do we... How do we oppose that as a people how do we work against that well so for, uh, say it uh, the battle is local for 90 
95% of us, we need to spend 97% of our energy right where we live. And people go, well, yeah, but what about Fulton County? Uh, don't worry about Fulton County. Focus on your county. Well, what about Maricopa County? Focus on your county. Bingo. Okay. This, this is, this people, people get distracted by this. And they, well, I, I, what about Target? Okay. At the national level, one of the biggest thing the average citizen can do is I always say minimize your spend as much as possible at these companies. Some people say, well, I'm not going to spend my penny at any of these places. Well, you know, some places that's just not realistic. Maybe Target is the only place you can get milk, uh, you know, in the closest 50 miles. Okay, get your milk there, but everything else get somewhere else. Okay, minimize your spend and crash the market capitalization of these companies. I, Disney is Disney is uh, they're about to do a hostile takeover investors. And I've been saying this, I'm, I'm I actually own Disney stock, uh, you know, you know, and uh, I say, hey, I'd rather lose everything. Um, and see Disney uh, get right-sided here. And, you know, right now there's a, a, an aggressive move to take over Disney. Uh, this is what you do. This is how the game is played. So at the national level, minimize your spend, impact and destroy the market cap of these companies. Believe me, things will change. But really, the battle is really local. Make sure you have a clean county, clean county. Get your target folder, and I mean this in a nonviolent way. You've got to have a target folder. You got to know your who the county council. What is their policy position? Every member of the county council or city council. You got to know the election board. And I just demanded the the resignation of my Republican dominated election board. They're incompetent, absolutely feckless. So uh, election board registrar. Right. Battle in the school board. I got a, uh, you know, I got a good friend who's running for the Prince William County School Board. Mario Beckles, great guy, great American, and uh, that's who we need on the school board. Our school board has gone back guano crazy, and then sheriffs, judges, and prosecutors. Glenn Hill is our, our sheriff. Yeah, great. He's a great sheriff. He's a constitutional sheriff. Mm. So that's where the battle is. Battle. You got to fight, fight, fight. Don't, don't. Don't don't drink that bowl of loudmouth soup and bellow about Maricopa or Fulton or Philadelphia. Fight where you live. Oh, look at look at um, um, look at exactly what happened when we were worried about Washington D.C., Washington D.C., Washington D.C. You know the U.N. Remember Agenda Twenty One? We complained about oh they're coming in, they're building bike paths. Or it's, it's it's way way more complex than that. While we're worried about these other jurisdictions, what are they doing? They're at your town council. They're taking over at the look. They're taking over all the positions. They're making all the decisions that that favor their UN agenda, right? Uh, yeah. A United yeah. Nations agenda. So we're worried about DC fixing things. DC cannot. Five hundred and thirty-five something people are no matchup against thirty-three hundred counties. If we have a yeah. group of thirty-three hundred. I say vigorous armies that are in tune with what's going on at the local level, we will tell them what to do. I mean, the, the 535 are going to say, what do you guys want us to do? We'll, we'll go ahead and pass that legislation because they're outnumbered. It's overwhelming. But we don't have that right now. We're, we're focused yeah, on, right? That, that's that's the basis of our constitutional republic yeah. is the 3,300. It's about 3,300 in the 50 states and eight U.S. territories. That's where the battle is. So... And, and you said something there that really also triggered me. Watch anytime anything's declared a UN heritage site in your county, 
you need to be going screaming to your council member because that is where that that's the globalist cancer is as soon as you see things declared UN heritage site everybody's oh good good it's uh, something is that UN heritage site no no fight that yeah you don't want anything declared if any start looking up UN heritage sites in your county and you know who allows that your county council or your city council uh, uh, so that's and you got to hammer your member of the board you don't want anything declared a UN heritage site that's that's globalism and the elites and again China is the ultimate puppet master don't let anything be declared a UN heritage site where you live. That's that's a sign of cancer. And you know, you know what else I notice is that um, uh, when the people are in tune and they start to write, and you and we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about taking up arms. You know, we're not going to be able to shoot our way out of this. But if we get together in numbers in every single county, man, those those county commissioners hate it when people show up at their meetings. They have to operate in the darkness. But this is what I noticed. If you don't get in their face, they'll do stuff that their masters want them to do. But when you do, they'll push them, push back. They'll start saying, hey, I got to deal with these people. They're going to show up at the podium here and they're freaking ticked off. I'm not I can't go with this. Uh, all we have to do is show up. That's it. No. Yeah. Be, be informed on these issues yeah. and show up and say something intelligent. Just, to, you know, don't get distracted. People say, you know. You know, they'll go to a county council meeting and start accusing members being of pedophiles and uh, child traffickers. That's horrible. If you have firm evidence of that, if you're sworn, to, you better run down to the sheriff and swear out a statement. But just don't make wild assertions that are not fact based. And that's the challenge is, you know, oh, I know they're doing something. Well, they might be, but focus, 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 right. you know, be fact based as much as possible. Know the issues, because let's face it, a lot of these elected officials in your county council, uh, they don't they don't understand these issues uh, and they're not. Uh, they, uh, I apologize, I had a little blackout here. I'm starting to get low on battery. I might have an issue, um, but uh, they don't understand these issues. And uh, so hammer them. And they, when, when you show up and can say something intelligent, it shocks them. If you have a clean county, it'll be cleaner. If you have a dirty county they're going to start to sweat and get nervous and you're going to force them by showing up and saying something intelligent and fact-based about policy positions. Yes, sir. And because of battery um, conservation issues, back to the point as far as where you spend your dollars and how you spend it this week, Colonel, by the way, uh, I say Colonel full bird Colonel. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Full bird. Okay. Yes, Thank sir. You. Absolutely. As Jack Nicholson said, you you have to ask me nicely. You know, <laughs> that's right. But um, uh, Colonel, you, you know, you 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 brought a smelling salt to me, and you asked me. You said, "What's your what's your promo code?" And I knew while you were asking, and I'm like, "Oh man, I haven't emphasized yeah. in making the purchase because we'll put your link to Amazon, for instance, of War Against the Deep State. I have it with me, and thank you very much for." sending my, my autographed copy, but I want to, I want to show everybody to change your mindset. I, I know you can go to Amazon and go purchase it. Even if I put it in the, uh, in the description box, go to where, look at where, uh, the Colonel is actually investing his time and efforts to get it through mystore.com. Uh, use promo code Pete at mystore.com uh, to get your copy of war against the deep state. And sir, uh, I'd like to, if uh, with your permission, 
Anytime you have availability on the morning slot, we can have you do 10, 15 minute hit. Things are, are getting pretty active and frosty here. We thought we were, we were drinking uh, with a straw, you know, from the tsunami. It's bigger than that. We're, we're talking about the end time flood possibly coming on here. We need to understand how to push it back, right? Thank you, yeah. Colonel John Mills. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. A, let's schedule a regular hit. That would be wonderful. And yes, please. Let's keep the purchases in the family. Go to Lindell My Store and use code Pete. Those are all autographed copies. So um, there you go. You get a discount. Uh, so let's let's keep it all in the family, uh, yeah. uh, Patriots. And, Absolutely. Uh, right there, autographed copies Thank on you, My sir. Store. Thank code you. name Pete. Thank you, sir. All righty, Pete. Thank All you right. so much. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye. The world is yep. about to shift. Banks I are going to thank you for making my pillow 2.0 a huge success. Now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. Get a queen size for only $39.98 with your promo code. My pillow 2.0 is made with my patented adjustable fill. Plus, we've infused the fabric with our temperature regulating technology. You combine that with our brand new mattress topper 2.0, and I guarantee you, you get the best sleep of your life. It's the perfect time to get the my pillow 2.0s for your friends family and everyone you know they truly make the best christmas gifts ever so go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen use your promo code to save 50 percent get your queen size my pillow 2.0 regularly 79.96 now only 39.98 and king size just five dollars more from all of us at my pillow merry christmas and god bless mypillow.com Hi, I'm Ron Paul. I know what you're thinking, another gold commercial. But don't put the TV on mute. You owe it to yourself to listen. Stock markets may be high right now, but they'll eventually fall. And when they do, your retirement savings will fall along with them. Call the experts at Gold Co. today to learn more about how easy it is to invest in gold with a gold IRA. Call 855-614-1681 or visit goldco.com forward slash Pete. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well being. Get your 60 day, no risk, money back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. Introducing the Portal Universe only on QUX. This is America's first super app. Easily build your portal, share and monetize video content, live stream, products, music apps, and more. Engage in live chats and private video messaging. This isn't just a TV box or streaming device. This is your social television console. Become a merchant without any setup or monthly fees. Buy and sell using QDUX tokens for private and secure encrypted transactions. You control the ads you watch. You control the content you see. You have easy access to products and services you want, all at the press of a button. QUX brings people together, enhances fellowship, community, and networking capabilities, 
while protecting privacy like never before. Don't wait. Go to QUX.TV right now and order your QUX TV box today using promo code PETE. Be part of a new digital frontier. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. Banks are supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world. But in 2022, that changed. The Federal Reserve pulled out $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banks. And the Fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand. This means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720-605-3900. Be sure to tell him Pete Santilli sent you. Yes. To invest in gold with a gold... And make it a second class citizen. They're going to decide what sites you visit, and they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. 99% of the web will be off limits. All right, guess what? We're Slightly off kilter because of yesterday's outage, but that's okay. Um, you know, and I, I wanted to make sure that uh, that the colonel um, mm-hmm. had had time with us, of course. Yes. Uh, we had to make sure of that. This is what we're going to camera. do. Okay. What's that? I don't know what's up with this camera. It's got a mind of its own. Yeah. Sorry about this, everybody, but I can't no, do it. Uh, no, I know what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it just keeps. All right. So, uh, so here's what changing. we're gonna do. Um, I, I'm gonna play, and we're gonna kick this thing off in the appropriate way. Oh, why would you do that to me? Do you really have to do that to me? Mm-hmm. Yes. There we go. Fantastic. All right. I'm going to play something for everybody. I want you to pay close attention. And I'm not saying this to scare the bejesus out of you. But right now, you better have 
full situational awareness. You, you better be ready to take what I'm about to dish out. Not to scare you. I want to shock you into full-blown, like, World War preparedness. Okay? I want everybody to be ready for what's coming and happening now. Because I've got some dots right now that I'm going to connect above and beyond which, what you're about to hear. All right? Listen closely. Once people are here and they cross over, there's not a real screening process in terms of like who's a criminal, what what your history is in your country of origin. Yeah, you wanna get a weird Google thing. Google how many known people on the terror watch list have made it across. And uh, it'll scare the crap out of you. So Department of Homeland Security and uh, the FBI, you know, we have this, these gigantic lists of people that are on terror watch lists, criminal watch lists, and the number of those that we have captured at the border obviously is just going to be a drop in a bucket of those that have made it across. And, um, you know, it is in light of what just happened in Israel, where you know, they flew paragliders over borders, over walls, and they, they crashed through walls, and then they were able to kill 1,400 people in one day. And then you look at the number, and that was that was 1,000 insurgents total. Um, and then you look at the number of people that have been coming over the border for the past three years that we know are radicalized, that we know are on watch lists. Um, it is... Uh, it, it is it should scare the pants like to scare the scare you to death the position that we're at we're gonna have a real bad year god damn it yeah all right sorry about that using the lord's name in vain we didn't do it joe rogan did oh my god yeah, yeah. seriously i just don't have the uh money to pay for all the labor to chop out all the yeah. crappy stuff that comes but he has great guests so we apologize but Please look over that and listen to what that man just said. Yes, listen to what the man just said. Not only that, um, okay, let's let's get ourselves set, all right? Um, this is part of my preparedness uh, as well. <clears throat> um, now I want to make sure that we uh, we maintain contact with you, right? Once people Several are different here ways. and they cross Hold on over. Second. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, I want to maintain contact with you. Uh, send us an email. Make sure you connect with us that way. That's an unreliable way electronically. Mm -hmm. Texting, that's a good way. Mm -hmm. um, snail mail right now. Guess what? Uh, right now, the month of November, uh, I want to make sure uh, that you guys get added to our Christmas card list. Okay? Uh, we want to, we love snail mail. Send us a a handwritten note, if we have your address, we connect that way. Okay. Shoot, if you send me a three-by-five index card and you write, hey, Pete, drop it in the mail and, and send it to us, we're connected, okay? Uh, give me your mailing address. We'll send you a note back and, worst case, a Christmas card from the Pete Santelli Show. Amen. So uh, send us a note to P.O. Box 30122. Let's start connecting. You know, I, I want I want a handwritten note from you people, and I want to send you a handwritten note back. That's what I want to do. Uh, you know why? Um, because when I was in a box, seven months of sun, solitary confinement, that portion of it, 
619 days total. Loved it because I kicked the crap out of the FBI. Um, that's my little little slur. Hmm. But I, the, the best thing that happened that kept me alive was people would write me uh, handwritten letters. Hmm. They write it on a piece of paper. Sometimes it was just, they could just get what they had. And they wrote me a note saying, you know, thinking of you. And it was like reconnecting almost back to the day before the internet, before cell phones, before all of that, where you would go yeah. get with your neighbor and go speak to them. It's like yeah. belly button to belly button. I had made that connection with people that I was making connections with, millions of them mm-hmm. over the internet, yeah. okay? Uh, no, no, you know, the only connection was that, you know, I'm in your car, I'm talking to you. Um, but what happens when they put me in a box and shut that off? We're disconnected. Mm-hmm. We didn't We didn't make connection with the 250,000 people we had on our Facebook page. And then when Facebook took that away, then what? Then everybody's scrambling to reconnect with us. So never again, never again. Mm-hmm. Make contact with us. Get uh, Send us an email. Uh, get on our text list, right? Mm-hmm. Send me a text. Let's connect that way. I'll text you back. Amen. Uh, and speaking and of send that, us a handwritten note. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. um, the Patriot Mail Project is getting ready to open, um, I'm sorry, update their mailing list, which will include Julian Assange um, in this upcoming update. So we want to make sure that everybody visits um, Patriot Mail Project dot com and listen the christmas season is here it's time to start sending out those christmas greetings handwritten christmas greetings um to the j6 and other political prisoners okay uh president trump has been added to the list pete with his address so you'll be able to send a handwritten uh christmas greeting to him Uh, These notes are very important to prisoners, as Pete just told you how important it was to him. So make sure that you guys visit PatriotMailProject.com, and they have their Christmas fundraiser underway. Uh, Paula uh, let me know yesterday that there are now 90 children who have signed up uh, for the Christmas drive this year to make sure that they have a good Christmas, please go to PatriotMailProject.com and donate, you know, as little or as much as you can. It's important. 90 children, okay, so far, that have um, that have joined that, you know, that list, Pete, of kids who need uh, a little bit of help, families that need help through Christmas. Make sure these kids have a good Christmas this year. Go to PatriotMailProject.com. Pick out um, your um, pick out your uh, your political prisoner that you want to send a note to, and you'll find their address and all their information there. So thanks a lot, everybody. It's important. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, let's uh, let's get to our top news headlines. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, it was so long ago when I said we were going to get to our top <laughs> news headlines. Uh-huh. Uh, let's just remind everybody. Uh, what we're going to talk about for the remaining balance of the show. We're not going to take our top of the hour because we already did that. Okay. Um, let's just do a quick review and then we'll, 
will hammer down all the way through. Is that cool? That's very cool. Okay. Um, so the Ukraine military um, refusing orders. Mm-hmm. Refusing orders. Okay, so what does th what does that mean? Exactly. I was just getting ready. What does that mean exactly mm -hmm. uh, to morale, uh, to Zelensky? How is he taking this? Mm -hmm. And what what is the world? How is the world going to react when they know that his troops are uh, are just basically rebelling against him? Okay, this is the this is the way it's coming out. Um, hey, you never know. It might be Russian propaganda. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, Zelensky's top commanders now uh, are reportedly refusing orders to advance against Russian forces. Okay, well, what, what is that when that happens here in the United States? If you are a general and you disobey an order from the commander-in-chief during war, you know what happens? What? You get executed. Yeah. You get court-martialed. Yeah. You lose your retirement. You lose everything. Okay, so is this a possibility? Um, Ukraine's top commanders refusing orders to advance against Vladimir Putin's forces on the front lines. Is there a troop? Troops suffer from lack of equipment and manpower. Um, as winter approaches, both sides are looking for an advantage on the battlefield with Russia launching bloody offensives on the Eastern Front. But since June, Ukraine has been fighting fiercely uh, in a counteroffensive, which has failed to liberate large swaths of ter uh, territory. One of Volodymyr Zelensky's top aides said, we are not moving forward. Mm. That's it. He claimed that some top Ukrainian commanders were refusing orders to advance, some which came directly from Zelensky. All right. Casualties are estimated to be high on both sides, they're saying. Mm -hmm. um, we're saying uh, upwards, uh, from what I'm, I'm hearing, upwards of five, 600,000 troops they lost. Um, what, what do they say? The average uh, age of the soldier on the front lines is 43 years of age. 43? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? That, I don't know. What does that mean? That everybody else died, okay? That military-aged men below the average age of 43 is dead. I saw in the chat, right? Hundreds of thousands. What a right? great point. I saw in the chat, Pete, where somebody said that, I think it was the Air Force. I think it's the Air Force in this country just uh, upped the... You know, you can sign up for the Air Force mm -hmm. all the way up to age 42. What does that mean? Anybody below, you know, 40? Re repeat that again. Where did it come from? It, somebody in the chat room said that they just upped the, the Air Force is now accepting people all the way up to the age 42. Well, shoot, you could, uh, I mean, in the Air Force, you could take 65-year-olds. What the hell do they do? Just sit there and friggin'. <laughs> That's Push not true. What? That's not true.
Yeah, they do. No, they don't. My son is a staff sergeant in the Air Force, by the way. Exactly my point. Uh, he's no. a tough guy hanging out with a bunch of limp, limp tards. No, 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 no. When He's a Marine stuck in an Air Force he was over, uniform. He was over shock and all. Your right? son is a and Marine turkey. stuck in an Air Force uniform. <laughs> you told him that, too. It was hilarious. Yeah. He laughed. But um, he was over there when that happened and he did exactly the same thing and he had just been in the air force for a couple of months when no he was in boot camp when 9-11 happened and then three years later they have him in turkey but he did exactly ordinance the same thing that you did in the marine corps and he's now a pilot so there you go i'm yep. very proud of him all right check you know, this he, out do you know he drove all the way to new york to get a beam from uh, the the towers to bring back to build a monument, and 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 uh, I'm going to say Ohio. I'm not going to say where at in Ohio, but mm. you know he got commendation for doing that. He's he's really very successful. He's getting ready to retire actually from the Air Force. Yeah. we're not going to speak of any specifics, anyways. No. Yeah, here no. we go. Volodymyr Zelensky has said freezing the war is the same as losing it but some Ukrainian commanders are reportedly refusing to advance against Vladimir Putin's forces. Ukraine's top commanders are refusing orders to advance against Vladimir Putin's forces on the front lines as their troops suffer from a lack of equipment and manpower. As winter approaches, both sides are looking for an advantage on the battlefield with Russia launching bloody offensives on the Eastern Front. Since June, Ukraine has been fighting fiercely in a counteroffensive which has failed to liberate large swathes of territory. 1. Of Volodymyr Zelensky's top aides said, we're not moving forward. He claimed that some top Ukrainian commanders were refusing orders to advance, some of which came directly from Zelensky. Speaking to time, the aides said, they just want to sit in the trenches and hold the line. But we can't win a war that way. However, a senior military officer told the outlet that many commanders could not advance even if they wanted to. The officer said, they don't have the men or the weapons. Where are the weapons? Where is the artillery? Where are the new recruits? Although weapons and ammunition are a constant concern on the front, some units don't even have the men to use them. According to Zelensky's aide, Kiev has refused to release official casualty counts but U.S. and European intelligence suggest figures over 100,000 on each side. The average soldier serving in Ukraine's armed forces is now 43 years old as draft offices have been forced to call up older men. More than 20 months into the fighting, a fifth of Ukraine's territory is still under Russian occupation. While Russia will not outright win the war, a Ukrainian victory is becoming less and less likely. So, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, mm -hmm. Right now, there's this big, big push, right, to get, like, uh, Joe Biden's like, oh, we, we, we want to combine Israel support, Ukraine support, blend it in there, send it out. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called money laundering. That's mm -hmm. what Joe Biden is known for, is money laundering and bribery. They need to freaking arrest that bastard. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They do. 
They need to bring impeachment hearings. There's plenty of evidence. They I'm can't sick even and arrest his son. I'm, I'm sick and tired of watching Fox News clips right before a big pharma ad of James Comer saying, we found another set of receipts. Mm -hmm. Impeach the bastard. Impeach him. And and Kamala Harris, too. Right? Wow. What? She's lost her mind. Oh, of she, course. She's definitely lost her mind. We'll, we'll get to that. But... Um, uh, let's um, let's go to um, another top news headline. You guys might not have been paying attention to it. Um, let me get that out of the way. Sorry, I have my back, my my flashlights are in the way. Um, excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. This is big. All right, this is big big news. Why? Um, because Sam Bankman freed, uh, basically financed Joe Biden's presidential bid. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Oh, most definitely. He did. Mm -hmm. He did. Um, so, uh, oh, nice. What the heck was that? Oh, no, but it looks good. It does? <laughs> For a second. Huh? Yeah, for a second, it looks good. How did that work out? <clears throat> hmm? I don't know. Oh, I know how that how that happened. You hit um, the wrong button. Uh, so, so $10 billion, okay? 15 days of testimony, right? Four and a half hours of deliberations, which uh, some uh, a case that's that, that complex in four and a half hours <laughs> of deliberation. They were pretty decided already what do uh, you think yeah they went in there and basically got donuts mm -hmm. try to make it look like they were deliberating essentially mm -hmm. right yeah um that was a real quick one hi welcome to another episode of cold fusion what do you think is the probability of a multi-billionaire losing his entire fortune in a single weekend most people would likely say that it's close to impossible and yet this is exactly what happened to 30-year-old Sam Bankman-Fried, the CEO of FTX, the second largest crypto exchange in the world. He was the golden boy on the cover of Fortune and Forbes magazine. He had a net worth of $26 billion, watched the Super Bowl with NBA star Steph Curry, had dinner with Sia, Jeff Bezos, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Big names like BlackRock and SoftBank invested in his vision. But behind the facade was something completely different. Sam's empire was actually a bunch of 10 romantically involved crypto kids running a shady operation out of the Bahamas. The fall of FTX triggered the collapse of more than 100 affiliated companies and wiped out countless savings. This story has strange but very real ties to American politics, the war in Ukraine and Enron. It has the intensity of Theranos, but with a collapse as rapid as Lehman Brothers. This is the wild story of the fall of FTX. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, let me just play a little bit more of this, all right, just so you can get a feel for who this guy is. And then... Sam Bankman-Fried, with his moppy hair and unsuspecting look, is at the center of this story. He was born in 1992 in California to an academic and politically connected family. His mother, Barbara, is a lawyer and the co-founder of multiple democratic fundraising organizations. Sam's father, Joseph, was a law professor and would later help his son raise funds for his company. 
In 2014, Sam would graduate from MIT and would go on to work at the New York trading firm, Jane Street Capital. There, he realized that he could make untold amounts of money trading cryptocurrency. He discovered a loophole where he could buy Bitcoin cheaper in America and sell it for a higher price in Japan. Sometimes he would shift up to $25 million a day. In 2017, he would use the money from these trades to start his own company, Alameda Research. Alameda Research was made up mostly of Sam's MIT college friends and former work colleagues. This firm would later be a key player in the collapse. Sam supposedly believed in effective altruism, which he described as, quote, trying to figure out what practical things you can do with your life to have as much positive impact as you can on the world. He would make an impact on the world all right, but it was by no means positive. Perhaps to appear more trustworthy, as Sam became rich, he would promote himself as the resourceful billionaire, choosing to drive an average Toyota instead of a typical supercar. But in reality, he would own a $30 million mansion in the Bahamas. Regardless, many social media influencers would later buy into Sam's humble brand image and many promoted his companies. Okay, the guy you see next to me is the most generous billionaire in the world, and I found him. Hi, my name is Sam. While trading at Jane Street, Sam would make a few friends. One of these was Caroline Ellison. She and Sam would begin dating. Back in 2017, Caroline wasn't really sure what to do for a career. Sam suggested working at his new company, Alameda Research. She didn't mean to get into trading, but Caroline thought that she might as well give it a go. And with that, someone with little to no experience would quickly be on her way to becoming the CEO of what would become a multi-billion dollar operation. Wow, huh? Now, hold on a second. Now, think about this, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to tell... Much it. more of that. No, hold on a second. Now, I'm okay. going to tell you the other side of it. Very intriguing, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. uh, let's say you're Barack Obama, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to be able to find your little money laundering operation with a bunch of kids that are banging each other in the Bahamas. Right. Kids. And say, hey, huh? Kids. I'm going to tell you something right now. Doing what the kids F do. Oh, the FTX thing, okay? Mm -hmm. The billions of dollars that flowed. I literally tracked money. You ready? Because I watched his tweets, okay? Mm -hmm. I, I watched these scumbags. He's out there. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's our international thing that was collapsing at first. And, mm -hmm. and they were trying to keep a lid on this thing. But yeah. International. I'm like, okay, where's yeah. the international money flowing? Oh, mm -hmm. we just announced that we're opening up a Ukraine humanitarian foundation. Ukrainian humanitarian foundation, right? Vladimir mm -hmm. Zelensky and the overthrow of the Ukraine and the money. Remember the money laundering operation I told you about in the country of the Ukraine? Right. All this money's flowing to the Ukraine. And guess what was happening? The money was coming back to the United States in the pockets of people like McCarthy. Yes. McCarthy was running around with big bags of cash financing campaigns. He's like, oh, hmm, Toledo, Ohio. Uh, wow, we're going to pull our money from you, right? Who's in Toledo? J.R. Majewski. He mm -hmm. pulled a big bag of cash. From right? KR. He allowed the communist incumbent to take seat. And and there's McCarthy running around with big bags of cash that was coming from FTX, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody was investigating this crap. I'm literally tracking this. I'm like, this is freaking money laundering. This guy's fine. They're, 
Now, they're pumping money to both the Democrats and the Republicans. The Republicans are just as guilty of taking the dirty money from this multi-billion dollar operation, all right? And it's easy to do because you've got a bunch of kids that all they care about is conjugating. Correct. Yeah. They used this operation. These kids, sure, they were brilliant. But this is how the CIA operates, okay? If they want to brainwash a million people, right? Mm -hmm. They want to brainwash a million people. Let's yeah. say I'm sitting in a cubicle, right? And I work at the CIA. And I say, okay, I want to I go out there and just brainwash a million people. Um, uh, do I even know a million people? Can I go get a million people, right? I'm just an ugly, fat, old guy. And it's going to take me forever to, to accumulate and attract a million people. So what do I do? Uh, well, you know what? Let's not, let's not do it the hard way. I'm not going to be able to attract a million people in the next several months. Why don't I go to somebody that's really good looking? And it's already built an audience of a million people. George Clooney. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Hey, George, if I give you a bucket of cash, okay, can you say the following, you know, NLP things every once in a while? Just keep repeating it, all right, to your yeah. million followers, right? Yeah. So they find influencers. They do all of their dirty deeds through people that have already accumulated. That's what these CIA people do. They don't go in with guns to overthrow countries. You know what they do? They send a smart person that's sitting in a cubicle that has zero resources, and they say, you have the full authority of the U.S. government covertly, unless you get caught, right? Mm -hmm. And we want you to go there and big bags of cash and go buy off all these freaking people and overthrow them. Find out who's moving and shaking, and they get one CIA agent that's running around with bags of cash to overthrow an entire country. Just by buying off all their recruits. One agent overthrowing an entire nation because he's got bags of cash to do it. Mm -hmm. The Central Intelligence Agency perpetrates mind control, okay? They, I'm telling you this right now. They will literally sigh up a population. They'll use their influencers. You know, they say, well, you know what? I want to be able to... I want to be able to get certain psychotropic drugs into the bodies of four or five potential active shooters. Mm -hmm. You know, and let's go to San Francisco. How are we going to be able to get these drugs in these people? We're going to strap them down and, and poke them and inject them? Or are we going to work with people that are already smoking pot and doing coke? And they're ingesting that stuff. They're okay with taking drugs, right? Mm -hmm. How about if we go to the local freaking drug house and take it over? <laughs> and, tell, and tell the guy online he can get cheap pot down the street in San Francisco, right? And have it laced with freaking LSD. Mm. Or, right? The Central Intelligence Agency runs their mind control programs with online indoctrination, okay? Uh, they have people that are on drugs, and they have the drugs laced with the stuff that's going to make them more susceptible to it, to where all they're doing is chatting with them for two years. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're shooting up the local blind grocery store, the right. Buffalo Shooter, mm -hmm. okay? And they're doing this stuff with one CIA agent in a cubicle that came up with the whole scheme. 
you have yep. the main shooter. Guess what they're pushing back on? I like this song. I'm going to let it play through. We're not going to break. <laughs> the main shooter, okay? They said, hey, can we take a look at what kind of drugs he had? We want a toxicology. They said, no, you can't. Why? Because you're going to find out that the guy was so hopped up on freaking psychotropic drugs. Not only was he indoctrinated online, okay? Mm -hmm. Not only is it an anomaly that he supposedly took his life with two shotgun blasts to the back of the freaking head. You can't do toxicology on the guy because the CIA has been running drugs into the kid's freaking body to make him warm and ripe for freaking hypnosis online. The Central Intelligence Agency right now is working with their fellow agent, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and all of them. And they're running these schemes. They're running guns up through South America. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're developing active shooters to disarm everybody else. You know, they're supplying arms, of course, uh, to all of the South American refugees that are coming up. That, by the way, uh, guess who they are? They're Al Qaeda, okay? Mm. From anywhere in the entire world, but they get a new name and identity from guess who? You know where they're, you know how they're coming up? Tell me. They're getting passports. Oh, yeah, they're handing out visas. Passports. Yeah. With identities issued by the Taliban in the country of Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Afghanistan is not even being looked at at all. Everybody from Al-Qaeda is going to Afghanistan. And they're lining up to get their passports, their biometrics, and all that, all that other stuff. Their new, their new identities. And it's happening in Afghanistan. Barack Obama and Joe Biden plan and 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 Trump and Jiminy Milley, right? Mm. Planned this whole thing that their final takedown of the United States of America took place when we pulled up stakes in Afghanistan. Yeah. We gave the Taliban complete and total authority. And guess what else we're doing with the Taliban? And I'm hearing this, by the way. I'm not making this up. You know where where I heard it from? Where? From Sarah Adams. She is a former CIA agent that knows everything that I just described to you is an absolute fact. Mm -hmm. Is an absolute fact that they're turning a blind eye. We're now operating with an intelligence sharing agreement, diplomatic relations with the Taliban out of Afghanistan. And they are at war with us through Afghanistan, right? In Afghanistan, sending freaking jihadists up through South America through the Darien Gap. And it's happening right freaking now. Right now it's happening. Sarah Adams uh, just went on. Her name is Sarah Adams. I picked up her book. She's uh, I listened to, it was four hours on Sean Ryan. She dropped so many bombs. She did. I mean, it, it, it's mind-numbing what's going on mm -hmm. um, uh, down there. Okay? So so when I say you better be freaking prepared, I'm going to say this to everybody right now, and it's all legal. I'm not suggesting any unlawful activity. What I want you to do is to defend your life, liberty, and property. And I believe that my security is, is, is going to be much better off 
if my neighbor to the left and my neighbor to the right are freaking hopped up, well-armed, lots of guns, lots of ammunition, right? And everybody up and down the street, I don't care what your politics are, guns and ammo, okay? Nobody's coming into this freaking street. You come into the street, you're leaving with a bucket of freaking lead in your ass. Mm. You got to take care of your street. You must be prepared to be completely independent from everything. What if the electricity goes off? I mean, just go down the list. Electricity goes off. Who cares? We got generators, right? We'll take care of ourselves, right? Well, we got 10 houses on the street. Three refrigerators, all right? We'll plug them into our, you know, we got some cold food over here. If, you know, we'll keep the milk, you know, for the children. Take care of yourselves, folks, okay? Take care of yourselves. Because you're going to get a color uh, wristband. How do you get millions of people into FEMA camps? How do you do that? Colored wristbands. And guess what? You lie to them. Yeah. You lie to them. You tell them, oh, you know, because they want you to be very, very dependent upon them. Okay. We've already seen how Americans will line up for masks. Oh, oh for food. Oh, yeah. Vaccines, mm -hmm. food. Oh, French yeah. fries. Yeah, right? they already have you. Free yeah. Big Macs. Yeah. Sure. You're, you're going to have your colored wristband. They're going to say, oh, oh yeah, you're going to get a uh, red one. You know, mm -hmm. what does that mean? Uh, it means you're better than everybody else. Huh? I mean, yeah, yeah, it means, it means you're a patriot. Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. That means you're going to be lined up for a re-education camp. Mm -hmm. And if you can't be re-educated, they're going to hand you a cup and a towel. And they're going to say, go over here to this line. Here's your cup for your soup. And your towel for your shower. And you're going to line up for that concrete building that nobody ever comes out of. Okay? Yeah. It's called a gas chamber. Mm. You're going to be lied to. And they're going to have a Barack Obama brown shirt. You know? Who's, oh, he doesn't have a gun. He's got a clipboard. I have my clipboard. Right this way, sir. And they're going to convince everybody without no sign. We don't need that. We are warm, gentle, kind Social workers, we want, we care about your well-being. And they're going to freaking lie to you like the Nazis did to get all the Jews into the concentration camps. How'd they, how'd they do it? How did they kill 11 million people? They freaking lied to them. Anybody from the government that says that they have your well-being uh, at heart is a liar. They're working for anybody without a freaking gun, okay? Anybody without a gun that comes to you to try to force it, and they start giving you some babble, like, oh, we're going to take care of you. It's for they your said own safety. This, they said the same thing to the mm -hmm. Jews. They killed 11 million Jews just by saying, oh, my goodness, we got, oh, this is a terrible situation. Come right this way, please. And that's the only way that they could move 11 million people voluntarily onto the freaking rail cars to get them to the gas chamber. As soon as the government comes to you and says that you're, they're going to feed you, they're going to clothe you, they're going to have it. No, they're not. They're going to encamp you, educate you. Those that can't be educated, they're going to kill tens of millions of people. How do I know this? Go listen to Larry Crathwall. He sat there in the freaking room with all of these high, highly educated people that know that you're too stupid. That all they need is a clipboard, a white lab coat, and compassion. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Right? Mm -hmm. And you will literally, voluntarily get on the rail car to your demise. It's a Nazi tactic. 
and they're getting ready to freaking do it. They were bragging about it in Cincinnati when Larry Grasswall was infiltrating the weather underground. That was decades ago. Those same people are now in power. Her name is Hillary Clinton, <laughs> Barack Obama, right? Mm -hmm. The same people. Barack Obama came out of Bill Harris's living room. Amen. He studied how to do this, and he's deeply infiltrated. He's in Joe Biden's freaking ear. Get ready to defend your life, liberty, and your property. You do not freaking take a freaking thing from these bastards. I'm going to tell you something right now. Even in the prison system, you don't co-mingle with the communists, okay? You don't sit down and eat with them because that's how you get taken out. They feed poison to you, okay? That's why you don't go sit down with the black car in the prison system. If you're not a black guy and you're not clicked up with that, that freaking prison gang, right? And you're a white guy, okie doke, Pete Santilli, wants to go sit down with the, with the black car. Or let's say you're a member of the Pisces, right? Or you're a Southsider. And you go over there and you just want to go be with your friends. You can't do that. You know why? Because they're going to freaking kill them by poisoning them. You cannot eat because you're going to get killed. They don't co-mingle. Homie, don't play that. These communists are communists. They're made to be killed. So get, get your mindset right. We're not here to make friends and coexist with communists. We're here to kill them. Not right now, just upon direct orders when it becomes legal. But you must be prepared to start getting in the mindset of killing communists. Do you understand that? Mm. You must be prepared. We're not going to coexist with them. I'm not going to be making friends with the Viet Cong. I'm going to use that context. We don't do that. We don't hang out with the Viet Cong. We shoot them. Okay? If the Viet Cong comes over to your place and knocks at your door with a clipboard and no gun, shoot the mother effer. Shoot them. Say, oh, you're Viet Cong. You know, this is 1960-something, of course. I'm referring mm -hmm. to some, uh, a time long gone, right? Mm -hmm. When the Viet Cong comes knocking at your hooch, you don't bring them in and sit down and coexist with them. No, that's not how they work. The freaking global Islamic terrorists right now. Guess what? They're suicide bombers. Do you know what they were doing in Afghanistan? How difficult it was? Do you know the stories of how they made friends with the former Taliban guy, right? And they thought that he could change. And they had a new policy to coexist with the Taliban and bring him in. And guess what his job was? To infiltrate and then one day show up with a suicide vest and blow up all freaking 10 CIA agents and, and special operators. Mm -hmm. That's what they did in the end. They were blowing up our people because we were coexisting with them. Get prepared to kill them. Do you understand that? It's a, it, it, here's your option. Kill or be killed. Choose wisely. We're at war, ladies and gentlemen. Don't tell me I can't speak in these terms. We are at war. Do you understand that? Okay? And guess what? They want to use an infiltration tactic. They want to get the suicide bomber into your community. So you know what they're going to tell you? That anybody that's perceived as a Muslim, kind of like the whole freaking strategy in Afghanistan, right? 
I already know how they operated out mm-hmm. there. They had a whole policy of freaking taking over Afghanistan, running $100 billion of freaking heroin out of the country into Baltimore. How do they do that? Barack Obama got in office, and he says, I'm going to end the war in Iraq, and we're going to focus on Afghanistan. He ended the war in Iraq, and he shifted all of his efforts to a place because Iraq didn't have $100 billion in heroin. So Barack Obama took his entire friggin' game plan. He said, okay, we shut it down. We're going to shut down Iraq, right? We're going to shut down Iraq. Took all of our troops to Afghanistan and guarded heroin that was being shipped back to Baltimore, okay? Barack Obama, in the end, needs to be mm, court-martialed, whatever. He's a traitor to the United States of America. He's a drug runner. He is a... Now, by the way, these people are sexual deviants. They're human traffickers. And don't tell me I don't have evidence of it. They're gun runners, Operation Zero Footprint. Uh, Mark Terry, go look up in the federal court system. I'm not just lashing out saying that Barack Obama is a sex trafficker, human trafficker, gun runner without having evidence of it. Mm. I have federal court documents that shows that Barack Obama was running guns to the freaking jihadists. Mark Turry did it. And he had an insurance policy against Hillary Clinton, against Barack Obama. They need to be lined up, and Mark Turry needs to be the first witness. End the trial, bring them out back, and put a freaking bullet in both of their heads once they've been convicted after being arrested, tried, convicted, and properly through legal authority and all that. Not my, That's above my, my pay grade. You better be ready to start killing freaking jihadists that want to come kill you. Mm. And if you think that you're going to have a warm Kim Kumbaya moment and smoke a peace pipe with your local freaking Muslim, okay? Because uh, uh, both uh, Barack Obama, uh, they got Barack Obama, Kamala Harris, and Joe Biden right in the middle of World War freaking jihad, okay? <laughs> right in the middle of that. You know what they want? They want to launch a campaign to be kind and gentle to the Islamists. Because they know what's coming. What? They know what's coming. No, you know what they're doing? The same tactic that they did in Afghanistan. How do you infiltrate the special forces operators and the CIA? The good people, right? Mm-hmm. The military the CIA, you bring them all in there, right? And how do you infiltrate them and freaking blow them up? How do you do that? You do what Barack Obama did, okay? He came up with a policy that you can't even go after the men that are raping young boys. Can't do that. Their culture is, they had military generals, McChrystal, that banned the freaking retribution. Like the Marines wanted to go there and kick the crap out of them because the guys were raping their freaking young boys in the communities. And McChrystal said, no, you can't do that. Bring it's them back culture. to the base to do it. Yeah. Huh? Bring them back to the base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did Barack Obama do? Base. How did Barack Obama take down our freaking military? Okay. He blew up all the freaking good people with suicide bombers. Mm. Taliban. That Joe Biden just handed $150 billion in equipment to. That the jihadists that were coming over the border... Uh, on October 7th to kill 1,700 freaking Israelis, you think they were carrying AKs? No, they were carrying 
Taliban issued weapons out of the uh, uh, abandoned friggin' arsenals, armories in Afghanistan. They're using American-made weapons. I'm going to tell you something right now. They are arming your adversary that's going to come to your freaking house and they're going to let your guard down. The easiest way to overthrow your neighborhood is to just target you with psychological warfare like you're being targeted with right now, where you have no idea that you're literally, your whole neighborhood's being taken over, your whole community's being taken over. You're like, oh, what's Marjorie Taylor Greene going to do for me? You know, and you're not even protecting your freaking residence. What do you mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene? Get freaking guns and ammo and get ready to stand and fight in your neighborhood. Forget about Marjorie Taylor Greene and what she's doing in front of the camera like a freaking whore. Boys, you know what? The speaker is doing a good job, man. And you got your freaking house is, uh, is on fire, okay? And you're worried about the speaker. It's great chatter and everything, but we're at war, you dumb freaking goyim. That's how they treat you. Dumb goyim. They know how to infiltrate you. How to poison your entire neighborhood. Invite you over for dinner, right? That's how they freaking kill all of you. You'll be like, oh, you know, we, we're launching an anti-Muslim uh, uh, Islamophobia freaking picnic. Do not go freaking eat with those freaking terrorists. Do not. Okay. There are only, there's only one type. This is an Islamophobia. You ready? I'm not Islamophobic. I will welcome you right now. If you can publicly right now state that you're against global Islamic terrorism, that you want to shoot John Brennan in the face for what he did with not letting the 9-11. Oh, yeah, I will do it by proper legal authority. All right. You need to publicly state that you are against John Brennan bringing in your fellow jihadists. No, I'm talking about them. A peace-loving Muslim needs to agree to shoot John Brennan in the face for allowing 9-11 hijackers into the United States, making your religion look bad. You need to do that, right? That, that makes you a peace-loving Muslim. Uh, and then third, you need to denounce female mutilation, okay? And number fourth, you must denounce, regardless of your political position, your, it doesn't matter, you must denounce the barbarity that took place on October 7th. I don't care who it was against, it was who it was by. You must denounce that and publicly state that. Then I'll sit down with you and have dinner, okay? Otherwise, guess what? You're a freaking suicide bomber. So they want to counter Islamophobia. I want to accelerate it. But highlight and feature those aspects of the Muslim religion. Okay. As a matter of fact, all of you fake Palestinian sympathizers, right? Like Stu Peters, right? Yeah, Stu Peters doesn't know about this. He's 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 defending the the plight of the Palestinian out there publicly, like a freaking dumb lemming. I thought he was smart. I'm hereby declaring that Stu Peters is an idiot because he doesn't read, okay? That the oppression upon the Palestinian people came from this right here. It's called Sharia law. Okay? Stu Peters, you're too dumb to get in front of your camera now? You go stupid? Huh? Defending the Palestinians. I defend the Palestinians. 
You know what I defend them from? The true oppressor. Sharia law. The true oppressors of the Palestinians are their own religion. Their own religion. It's a Trojan horse. You can't criticize Hamas. Because they are for the, the, the caliphate. The, oh, really? They were funded by freaking Joe Biden. The Palestinians should be shooting Hamas right now because they're funded by Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, and Barack Obama. Shoot Hamas, Palestine. Free yourself from the oppression, Palestine. Hamas is your oppressor. Sharia law is your oppressor. You need to go pee on a picture of Muhammad. If you want to free the Palestinians, and you truly are, I mean, that there are people that are oppressed. I do not agree with oppression of any people. I want the Palestinians to rise up, shoot Hamas, shoot freaking Muhammad, shoot freaking uh, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, freaking Khomeini, whatever. Shoot them. They want Sharia law for you. They want to shoot this. Shoot this. This is your oppressor. I'm not Islamophobic. I'm Sharia phobic. So this dumb idiot, Kamala freaking sperm dumpster, okay, is now in front, what? <laughs> what? Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Do we not have that? Are you serious? You should? No. Huh? Kamala Harris, friggin' spewing nonsense and venereal disease. I'm so freaking pissed off. Do we have Kamala Harris? I have Kamala. Everybody stay right there. I'm going to play this thing. And if you are not, if this does not cause you to go out right now and buy so much freaking guns and ammo to get ready to start shooting global Islamic terrorists that they're starting to protect right now. Right in the middle of freaking World War Stupid. They want you to not say anything bad towards anybody that's perceived to be Islamic. Can you imagine this? You know what they're doing? They want to infiltrate your camp. They want to infiltrate your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Why are they going to do that? Why are they going to do it? Because it's part of their little mechanism to overthrow the white or even black well, what's really America strange. first. What's sir. really strange about all this mm. is that it's not the Jews in this country and mm. the Christians in this country that are, that are, um, that are protesting in mass every day all over this country mm. and calling for the death of Christian of, of, of Muslims. Right. Or, you know, we're not calling, nobody's calling for that, but boy, Palestinians are allowed to take to the street by the thousands and demand the death of Jews and, and uh, you know, to take Israel down, kill everyone in Israel. They're allowed to do it. We are not. And that's, it's coming right back around to that again. She completely skips over that they're the ones that are being very, very violent and anti-Semitic and anti-Christian right now. Can you imagine this? All the preparatory work that I do, 
And the one main video mm-hmm. that I need, I'm fishing for it. Hey. Exactly. I know what I, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's got the one main, I had to click the button and, 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 and play her freaking nonsense. Okay. Well, I mean, and I'm going to play it right now. I found it. I'm going to play it. Huh? Okay. I started to say, I mean, you listen to the video because I was sitting right there. Huh? Because you're talking about it. Did you want to save it? No, I, no, I have it. Hold on a second. Ready? Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, if this does not cause you, if you don't understand what's going on based on what I just told you, how they infiltrated and blew up all of our best troops, they bring those in. They got those profile too. You see, they profile all of the good guys. They've blown them up. Okay. Mm-hmm. They've blown them up. How do you do that? You infiltrate them with a policy that says that you must welcome in, you know, we need to welcome the culture. We need to win hearts and minds. And you got a freaking suicide bomber. They don't care about life. You know what they care about? Blowing you up. That's what they care about. You care about living. They care about killing you. That's what they do. If this does not cause you to go out and buy guns and ammo today and lock down your freaking neighborhood from these freaking communists, then I don't know what will. But let me know what your neighborhood is. I'm going to come and we're going to send a team of people to come get all your crap. Okay? We're just going to take it because you're refusing to defend it. You're refusing to defend it. Here's this jihadist. Okay. Oh my God. Listen to this freaking bull crap. Listen to this bull crap. This freaking jihadist. You ready? Our nation was founded on the fundamental principle that all people should have freedom to live, to worship, and to be without fear of violence or persecution. Unless you're a Christian. Hey, you freaking cum dumpster. What about us? You freaking sperm bucket. (laughs) How about if I stick my dick in your mouth to cause you to shut up? Hey, 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 hey. Excuse me. Hey. Why don't you shut up and put my dick in your mouth? (laughs) Sorry. So you got to say it twice. Every yeah. person has the right to live safe from violence, hate, and bigotry. And for those reasons and so many more, President Joe Biden and I have a duty not only to keep the people of our nation safe, but to condemn unequivocally and forcefully all forms of hate. Since we took office, President Biden and I have fought to uphold that duty. Over the past decade, America has seen a rise in attacks on houses of worship. So in response, we expanded funding to protect houses of worship from violence. After a surge in hate during the pandemic, in particular anti-Asian hate, President Biden signed the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act to improve the reporting of hate crimes and to ensure hate crimes are investigated quickly and thoroughly. Earlier this year, in response to an historic rise in anti-Semitic attacks, we also released the first national strategy to counter anti-Semitism. And to make clear, taking on hate is a national priority. And, uh, I, 
right, let me continue on. President Biden and I held the first White House summit to address hate-fueled violence, and we brought together religious leaders, community leaders, and survivors to continue our work to keep all Americans safe. And today, we take another important step forward in our fight against hate. For years, Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. As a result of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel and the humanitarian crisis in Gaza, we have seen an uptick in anti-Palestinian, anti-Arab, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic incidents across America, including the brutal attack of a Palestinian-American woman who is Muslim and the killing of her 60-year-old son. A senseless act of violence that the Department of Justice is investigating as a hate crime. For so many people in our nation, the past few days and weeks have brought about all too familiar fears. Fears that they will be targeted, profiled, or attacked simply because of who they are, how they worship, or how they look. And so today, I am proud to announce the Biden-Harris administration will develop our nation's first national strategy to counter Islamophobia. This strategy will be a comprehensive and detailed plan to protect Muslims and those perceived to be Muslim from hate, bigotry, and violence, and to address the concern that some government policies may discriminate against Muslims. For example, the so-called Muslim ban, which President Biden revoked on our first day in office. So here's the bottom line. In America, no one should be made to fight hate alone. And in this moment, then. <laughs> so, all right. So I wanted to see who would catch it. Okay. The lucky winner is <laughs> uh, deplorable, deplorable scum. scum. <laughs> Perceived to be Muslim. Mm -hmm. What do you understand what's going on here, folks? Yeah. Do you understand their speed? This is uh, fifth generational warfare. Uh, they are infiltrating your neighborhoods. They're to, they're basically getting you to keep your guard down to make you think that they're not at war with you. All right. They got the FBI and the CIA mm -hmm. uh, funneling psychotropic drugs in the freaking drug houses where the guy online gets his pot from. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's basically medically he's medicated to receive. All of his online indoctrination by the five freaking FBI agents that are on the guy for two years, the Buffalo shooter, yeah. um, right? So he's got these psychotropic drugs that makes him vulnerable to their freaking online brainwashing and indoctrination, right? Mm. And they get him activated. And they, and they say, okay, we're going to hypnotize you. When you hear blue bananas, we want you to go shoot a bunch of black people down at the local grocery store, mm. right? They have these active shooters ready to go, pre-programmed. Right? Right. Maine. Okay. So. The main shooter. Oh, he, can't do a toxicology because we don't want you to see the psychotropics we had him on. We, you can't read his Discord chat either because you'll find out the FBI agents that were in there freaking wiring this guy with NLP, hypnotizing him online. He's on psychotropics. And oh, by the way, uh, the FBI and the CIA, oh, they, they had his address, by the way. Uh, did you know that they had the 
Shooter's address, what, 48 hours before the FBI decided to roll an MRAP? Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. But if you were in a restricted zone on January 6th, they're going to SWAT team you. Yeah. Well, listen, what she's basically saying here, well, I don't know why she didn't just come right out and say it. This really furthers the war on Christians and Jews in this country. Oh, you know they, what? They here, already had a great start. I, I love, a great love, start. love. Oh, hold on a second. I just want to say this. Mm -hmm. I love peace-loving Muslims. I just haven't seen any. Okay. okay. Well, they had a really good start on this, remember. And then they had all the, you know, weaponizing the FBI and all these intelligence agencies, the NSA. They weaponized them. They started having trials on them, making them look bad. And now she just, in, in a, what, in a 10-minute speech, maybe, she just... Uh, undid all that yeah. and said no we're gonna further it listen we're gonna, we're gonna make it bigger if, we're gonna make it bigger and now you, you christians and listen, jews if, you say anything about islam or yeah. perceived muslims yeah. then you we're gonna how are they gonna find out because they're gonna start surveilling people even more so it's another thing that christians and jews are not allowed to talk about you want to see united states of america you want to see does everybody know what a trojan horse is you want mm -hmm. you want to know what a trojan horse is you see this right here you see this this is called the trojan horse mm -hmm. uh, what better way to destroy your constitutional rights here in the united states of america than to wrap your oppressive laws that are all unconstitutional in a religious frickin' uh, uh, a religious uh, book. It's called Sharia law. Mm. Dear Bornistan, you cannot criticize those that want religious laws, religious law. It's the Trojan horse. What's inside of it? The means by which they're going to take away your God-given rights. Mm. When I say I love peace-loving Muslims, that's a pre-qualified uh, statement. Uh, there's a way to pre-qualify this. You must denounce global Islamic terrorism. Two, you must agree to shoot John Brennan in the face for bringing in the 9-11 hijackers through Jeddah, Saudi Arabia and making all peace-loving Muslims look bad. He literally shipped them into the United States. They crashed into the buildings. Next thing you know, everybody's looking at you guys like you're a bunch of terrorists. You need to agree to shoot John Brennan in the face for doing that. Mm -hmm. If you're a peace-loving Muslim. Third, you must denounce female mutilation. And number four, regardless of what religion or politics or whatever, uh, or you're for the Palestinians or not, even if they're oppressed for 50 years, you must denounce the barbarity of what took place on October 7th towards any humans. You might like Jews. You might hate Jews. You might like Palestinians. You might No, if you're a peace-loving Muslim... You need to come out and say, I'm a peace-loving Muslim. I denounce what these people did. And let me further qualify that. You must not only denounce it, you must acknowledge that the true oppressors of the Palestinians are Sharia law and Hamas are the true oppressors. Oh, the pal if you really want to fight for the oppressed Palestinians, and that was your justification for, for killing 1,700 people, if you are truly, truly much smarter than Stu Peters, okay, you'll know who the oppressors are. I'm not Islamophobic. I love peace-loving Muslims. Let us all clearly say, a harm against any one of us 
is a harm against all of us. Okay, and when I said, and I'm not going to apologize for what I said, I was going to say something much cruder and mean it. All right? What's her name? Somebody came in and said, I literally laughed out loud and spit some stuff out. Her, <laughs> her last name was Cox. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Right? I saw that. She laughed. Yeah. She laughed. It was going to be much ruder. I'm not pulling that back. I'm still a Christian. Okay? She needs to keep her mouth shut. Okay? About this, this fifth generation warfare where you infiltrate local communities with a Trojan horse known as religion. Right? Now, you must, you know what you need to do, Kamala Harris? You must not exclude Christians that are being persecuted. This is a holy war, and I'm going up against her freaking jihadism. She's a little freaking jihadist. You know, you know who else needs to have uh, Michelle Obama's, you know what, in his mouth? Huh? You want to know who that is? Who? Adam Kinsinger. Oh, we got to talk about Adam real quick. We are. Uh, here he is right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what? I love this. You do? Yeah, I do. Okay. I love it a lot. As a matter of fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the same thing that I just did. You guys can comment as, as we review uh, this thing. I'm going to put the, the chat box up as, as we review this. Okay? You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to play it through, and that's how we're going to end this show, right here. Here we go. Israeli military expands its attack in Gaza on Hamas. On Capitol Hill, the House is moving to vote later this week on a standalone $14.5 billion aid package for Israel. Over the weekend, newly elected House Speaker Mike Johnson said on Fox that Israel is the, quote, pressing and urgent need. Johnson also believes an Israel-only package will have bipartisan support, but he could be setting up a showdown in the Democrat-controlled Senate. In his primetime speech from the Oval Office earlier this month, President Biden had called for one bill with roughly $105 billion in funding, the majority of, of it for both Israel and Ukraine, as well as other national security efforts. Joining me is CNN senior political commentator Adam Kinzinger, the former Republican congressman, is also the author yeah, the crowd of goes wild. Defending Democracy and Liberty in <laughs> Our Divided Country, which goes on sale tomorrow. Congratulations on, on the book. Obviously, you, you wrote this before October 7th. As you view what's happening there now, I mean, what stands out to you? I mean, the, the joy. Oh, no. Hold on. Sorry about that. Give me a second. Look, obviously you, you wrote this before October 7th. As you view what's happening there now, I mean, what stands out to you? I mean, the the joy by which Hamas committed the brutality on October 7th stands out. It wasn't like it was a professional military operation that they sadly had to do the violence. They enjoyed it. 
you know, the fact that Hamas spends all their money building underground networks so that they can move military equipment and not bomb shelters for their civilians. They've received, I mean, hundreds of millions of dollars from Qatar and, and other countries. Right. right. And now, if you were an actually good governing force, wouldn't you want to build bomb shelters and mark them for your people so that they're protected in an Israeli strike? But instead, they're putting their people out there to be hit. It's just... It's pure evil. It's a sad situation all around. You know, we we obviously are, are sad for the civilians in Gaza as well. But it just it's it's sad we're in this moment. Israel has an absolute right to defend itself, and it's not a pretty process. But living in a densely populated area does not give you sanctuary from retaliation when you do what was done on October seventh. The the new speaker, uh, Mike Johnson, wants to separate funding for Israel from funding for. Ukraine and he wants to the money for Israel, he says, should come from the IRS. Right. I mean, this is first off, it's a really dumb tactical move uh, if what they're wanting to do is have these separate because there's no way that gets signed into law. If it was a straight aid, maybe. But this is uh, it's incredible to say that we want to support Israel aside from the offset to say we want to support Israel. And then we're going to have a really deep conversation about supporting Ukraine against Russia, because if you actually look, Russia is supporting Iran, is buying equipment from Iran. Russia just had Hamas over to come and visit. Uh, you saw what happened in in Russia in terms of swarming this aircraft, this is all related. It does also show what this new Republican Party is compared to the Republican Party you probably grew up in and that you, I mean, what you write about in the book is is sort of this evolution that you've seen up close of the Republican Party. Yeah, and it's been amazing to, to be able to separate myself from being in and seeing the trees in the forest and now seeing the forest to look and see, wow, there are a lot of signs. And I talk about this in the book that I didn't see, but this isn't your grandpa's, your dad's, or even your older brother's Republican Party anymore. Do, do you still <laughs> consider yourself a Republican? Thank so it's a, it's a tough question. I do only in that because I don't want to give up on that fight. I mean, this country needs two healthy parties, yeah. a healthy Democratic Party and a healthy Republican. So I'm not going to give up that title. A country needs a good conservative and a good liberal movement at any time in their lives. I, so I, I still have the title, but I voted Democratic last election cycle. If it's Trump against Joe Biden, I'll vote Democratic this coming one. Because Anderson, I really believe it's down to one issue on the ballot and not taxes, not even abortion, nothing. The one issue is, do you believe in democracy or do you believe in authoritarianism? And I think that's the only thing we should be voting on. Because you see a legitimate sl slide to authoritarianism if Donald Trump is reelected. I see if he's reelected, not a slide, a sprint. Because in January 6th, we saw the guardrails you know, of democracy held. The car hit the rails that kept you on the road. That rail can't take two hits. And now they know what they're doing. Now they know where the tricks are in the system. I wow. guarantee you Donald Trump will not put people around him that are loyal to the Constitution and will push back. He'll put, if you interview 100 people, trust me, you're going to find somebody to be attorney general that simply tells you, I'll do whatever you want, Mr. President. Those <laughs> guardrails are being ripped out. And that's what I see as, as what would happen, frankly, if he's reelected. The boy the book, he voted for is doing that. The, I mean, a lot of it's very personal. It, it's the personal messages that you received after voting to impeach the former president, not just from, you know, people in your in your district, but from family yeah. members. So I had family that sent a certified letter disowning me. They said, I've lost the trust of great men like Sean Hannity, which is funny, but they believe that. They said I was a member of the devil's army. You know, we had people that would call and threaten to kill my, at the time, five-month-old child or say he they wish he would die. Um, you think about that. I had my co-pilot from Iraq, Anderson. It's one of the most like 
intense bonds you can build sure. who texted me and said he was ashamed to have ever flown with me and served with me. Why? Because I disagreed with his view of Donald Trump. And he didn't like the fact that I was telling him the truth when it's so much more comfortable, comfortable to believe something else. So I talk about in the book, I, I, I hopefully mince wow, no words in saying bag. I bear some responsibility for this. And I accept my role in the party to a point. But I also recognize that we're in a really bad place. And until we talk about it, and I think my story kind of encapsulates the slide of the GOP, uh, we're going to have a really sick nation until they get better. The book is Renegade Defending Democracy and Liberty in Our Divide. What a complete piece of shit. Okay. His, his entire family has disowned him. Well, he said uh, some. Huh? Some of his family, he said. The smart ones. People, people in my family sent me a, yeah. a certified letter. They wanted to make sure he got the freaking message. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. This afternoon's LFA show, you don't want to miss that. Join us over at Locals on the back line uh, or catch us on Rumble for the LFA show. We'll see you guys. That's all we got time for, ladies and gentlemen. All right. It's been a great show. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs>